When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. We interrupt this program to bring you a special bulletin. You're listening to BTW. Get Dad 17. You're listening to BTW. Good luck and get good. You're listening to BTW. I am Dino. Good luck and get good. You're listening to BTW. And we're going to drop some PvP knowledge. I'm AstroZombie954. And we're going to drop some PvP knowledge. What's up everybody? Welcome in to another episode of the BTW Beginner to Winner PvP Podcast. I'm Wildcat Dad17. Um Dino. I am allowed to with that mouthful. Okay, well, <laughs> no one was eating anything. And, so. So, and Soren was eating. <laughs> Soren was eating. Perfect timing. Yeah, and that, who that cares about Soren? Soren doesn't matter tonight. Who cares? Bye, Soren. You're, you're here, but you're not. We're okay, joined by a very special guest the yeah. Mold King of Mold Kings, the mm-hmm. busted trainer, the one and only world's qualified Lyles Jeff. Welcome in, buddy. How is it going? Hope everyone's having a great night or day. Probably not as good listening. as this going for you right now. I was gonna say, like, he's probably um, like, feeling really good, good right now. Yeah, yeah. It's I still have a lot to figure out, but uh, it's going pretty good for sure. Have you already started looking at plane tickets? I mean, my my brother and my mom are looking, and uh, they <laughs> floated some figures out for me, so I'm aware of. Of what it's looking like. Japan um, is expensive. <laughs> I don't think it's going to change a lot between now and then. So I'm going to talk to my work tomorrow and see what they what they say, and then I'll and then I'll look at the tickets after that. So yeah. Uh, before we get in too deep, I, we we will have a, a fairly good in depth conversation with Lyle's when we get to his week and into the actually more importantly when we get to the battle arena. Let's put that where it goes because that was an exciting weekend. We had NAIC this weekend. Uh supposedly had an event for a few days did i miss it did i blink it, it seemed like it just went away like in a second honestly when you told me like, wait 
Yeah, when you told me like it's it only lasted like, like three days, shit. four days. What the hell was that? Lyles didn't even know what happened. He was busy the entire time it was going on. He was I finished people. the research. <laughs> Impressive, actually, because that research um, was kind of annoying. Yeah, it was. I, I just like was yeah had the gotcha going. I did a couple of raids around the venue. I mean, it was easy to get some raids done be- when I was sitting waiting because there's like a few gyms there. So yeah, yeah. But other than that, we also got the announcement for um, Costume Palooza. Is that is that what we're going to call this one? The anniversary event is it? Co- is Costume Palooza a? You might as well call it that. Is it actually? That, the name? That's actually what happened to Astro tonight. He read that event and said, <laughs> "No, I'm done. I quit." We did. We did call that shit though. Like, <laughs> oh, God, that was bad. expected. But before we get there, let's let's see how everybody's week was. We're going to skip Lyles because we're going to talk about his week during the battle arena because we all know what happened with Lyles. Uh, Soren, how was your week, buddy? Not bad. Um, did a decent bit of GBL weekend. I think I did like seven, no, like six sets. Got a decent amount of dust, so that was nice. Did this man just say I did a decent amount of GBL and I did the normal Look, of numbers? A normal set. a normal day for me is like one set, maybe three on a good day. So getting six in in a single day is pretty good for me. <laughs> Dino, Dino, how how was your week, buddy? Save us here. Uh, it was good. Um, I mean, I did do as much as I could from the event, right? I mean, it wasn't that long as we, we said it, but you know, just did the, actually, I didn't know this until this event started that I didn't have any Hondoom, uh, mega energy like at all. And I was like, you were dry, huh? I was, the, this is literally the only mega three that I don't have. And it's a good was, one too. Cause yeah, it, it covers I, dark fire. I think this was like, it came out right before, like I actually started like trying to get the mega energies and I actually care now but i got the the one that gave you a hundred right like you got the hundred so i got that at least to evolve at least once um and then yeah, i got a good, a good amount of xls for all the pokemons that we that were spawning for the event uh i tried to do as much of the gbl weekend but i didn't i know i know that wildcat played more than me actually um and i know that wildcat's probably still a little bit uh but her about me bailing him on was it saturday it's okay, Matthew joined me. He, he at least he's a real one. Uh, here, I, you know, I'm coming back from vacation. Like, I need an easy lean-in stream, and Daniel's like, "Nah, I'm good. You, you got this, fam. Go ahead. I'm I, I'm too busy for you." To be fair, I'm like, I didn't think I was gonna be streaming. He's like, "Oh yeah, Daniel, we're streaming." I'm like, "Huh? Like, what? Is, I already got plans." Mm-hmm. But no, uh, no, no, buddy. You 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 didn't have plans until after seven p.m. You're like, I, I, I may have plans. I may, I may have something going on. Th- this is true. I mean, I did send the picture that I was actually not home. But, uh, <laughs> but anyways, besides that, I was I was extremely hungover the next day. But um, <laughs> as, as you know, that's usual. But uh, I was going to say, is there any day you're not hungover? Um, During probably like Monday, Monday through Thursday. That's the, probably the only time. The, every other week. So every, close to 50% every, of the week then. Okay. Yeah, basically, you know, it's expected. Uh, but yeah, I mean, besides that, uh, it's been good. Elo is okay. Um, yeah, nothing, nothing like crazy really happened. Just chill. Uh, what about you? Uh, Wildcat? I, I spent the first half of the week and, and the last half of the week before on a cruise ship in the middle of the ocean. 
um, with a bunch of adults on an adults only cruise. Um, highly recommend Virgin Voyages, y'all. Highly recommend. It is a hell of a good time. Definitely uh, interesting videos you sent us. They're they're totally Just whip it out real fast. <laughs> there 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 totally isn't a video of me in a button down that's not buttoned dancing in a pool. That that video doesn't exist. Wait, the that lady you were that? dancing with was your wife, right? Yes, that was my wife. <laughs> I think I missed this video. <laughs> I think I need to go back to the messages. <laughs> I didn't send that video. I was gonna say, I'm like, wait, what? She has that video. My wife has that one. Okay. Uh, okay. Yeah. It, uh, it, I didn't just, see these videos. Yeah. <laughs> one. May, maybe on Wednesday I'll post a couple of these videos in the Discord, so you everyone can uh, understand the week I was having. But yeah, so like, I'm one sure of the things, we'll all feel sorry for you. Oh yeah, it, it, I, I need a vacation. That's all I'm saying. Um, but other than that, not too much going on. I played a little bit of Pokemon. I really was going ham for these Vulpixes, but we had some weather that came through Kentucky. I sent Dino and the guys video. That was uh, crazy. That looked like a hurricane coming through, didn't it? Yeah, actually it kind of did. That was like yeah. winds. Like, I'm like, where are you? Like 70 mile air straight line wind. But the wind was going horizontal or the rain was yeah. going horizontal. Yeah. So... My week was okay. I, I, I'm still a little short on my Vulpix candy, but I'll get there eventually. But I, I think we've dilly dallied long enough. I think I think we need to get into the meat of you know why we have Mister Busted himself here. Oh, yeah, before we jump into that, I want to say y'all did me proud last week with the spawn stuff. Thank you. I didn't have to yell at you following last week's show. <laughs> I was like, I wonder if he's going to yell at us today. No, he was. You, you guys had the appropriate level of anger. I was I was perfectly <laughs> satisfied. So we had NAIC this weekend. Let's get let's get through the formalities before we, you know, give Lyles a chance to talk. So. Congratulations with Dodge becoming the first ever IC two-time champion. Um, winning seniors last year and winning world or masters this year. Using probably the most unique team that I've seen all season as far as a winning team. With Toxicroak, Cresselia, Umbreon, Shadow Zard, Shadow Quagsire, and Dugong. Uh, rise to occasion finishing second with Licky Tongue, Medicham, Shadow Swampert, Shadow Zard, Reggie Steel, and Altaria. And I'm fairly certain poor House Stark is still having nightmares about um, Shadow Zard after those two rounds. I heard it was pretty bad. That Lyle, how bad was it? As bad in person as it looked on stream? Yeah, it was. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I like his face says it all. <laughs> I like Alex. He's a nice guy. I like to watch his streams uh, quite a bit, but um, oh, man. Oh, man. He uh, he got it good there. It was rough. Um, so, our four qualifiers for Worlds. Mountain Dugong. Lyles doesn't want to talk about him, but, you know, we will. No, I'll talk about Mountain Dugong. I love Mountain Dugong. Just, uh, I didn't play very well versus him, but he played you very well not. a lot he of played, other people. So. He 
you pl- you did not play well against him, and he played perfect against you. Yeah, which is it's it, it, well. it, it going to happen. Yeah, um, Lyles Jeff three, whoever that loser is, qualified uh-huh. for Worlds. J Mills one one three and Teddy Bear XD are our four Worlds invites with Mountain Dew Gong and in a heartbreaker of a tiebreaker, Inhoff getting the travel package. Uh, we're, yeah. we're very happy for Hoff. She played beautiful that weekend, but of course we were rooting for our guy as well. Yeah. Um, so that that I was very happy they didn't do that off stream though. They like, were going to, but the production staff basic like in the like the people that are like in charge of like organizing stuff backstage convinced the like management, I guess, to do it on stage because like why not, right? Yeah, is I mean, that like the very first time this ever happens, right? So. I don't know, but I will say that I am the first ever NAIC uh, fifth place finalist to lose three times. That is true, because you had to lose the Hoff Mad as skills. well. Yeah. And my man sold his booster box before he ever left the venue and just broke Dino and mine heart, my heart. I told you, it was Scarlet Violet booster. It was it's yeah, that, whatever. Once I heard that, I felt better about it. I did it feel better. If it was better, better like, I would have probably kept it, but... Um, I mean, like I, I got a really nice, um, uh, ramen at the market across the street with that money. So it was worth it. (laughs) Um, our top 12. Yeah. This is what I found really interesting looking at the top 12. We heard a couple of commonalities on the top two teams, but here was the overall top 12 Pokemon for Neasi. Metacham. Registeel, Noctowl, Swampert, Sableye, Lantern, G-Fisk, Altaria, A9, Lickitung, Umbreon, A-Slash. Mm-hmm. What Pokemon's missing from that top 12 that was on over half of the top um, eight teams? Lyle, what was missing? Charizard. Yeah. Shadowzard specifically. Shadowzard specifically. So while you saw a very different top 12, when you actually start to look at the closer meta... Of the top eight, I believe only two teams did not have Shadow Zard. A lot of people were running like Swampert Reggie mm-hmm. as their pair, and um, like it made it very safe to bring Charizard into those teams because you're you just need to make sure that the Swampert doesn't get ahead of on, on energy. And then you're looking good. So you, you you didn't you didn't blast burn and wing attack down a swampert at all this weekend, did you? No, I didn't do no, that. You didn't do that. I, think, oh, I don't so know if he's calling the bait there or not, but um, that blast burn does a lot of damage. It's resisted. Yeah. I don't know if you know, but uh, um, so it great in AIC battles were probably some of the most hype battles I've seen all weekend, and we can. Quickly get Dino's thoughts on AIC and Soren's thoughts, and then let's actually talk to our, our resident Maul mm-hmm. King himself about his experience there. So, Dino, what was your NAIC thoughts? Um, honestly, I thought it was a it was a very stacked uh, tournament. Everyone knew that, right? There was a lot of great battles, like a lot of catches. Lau was just catching everything from like like it was just insane. I was just like screaming uh, at every like catch that he was doing, and I think he was uh, the favorite at one point. I don't know if, if he heard that himself. Caleb um, did name him the favorite early, uh, early on in day two. Yeah. And he's like, because he, you beat uh, Itaxian, like, like it seemed fairly easily. And that's why everyone was like, wait, I think he uh-huh. might, he might be able to do it. 
So, yeah, it was, it, I was on good pace and then I just had that one, uh, two bad games, which kind of, um, really set me back. So, but I was glad to actually able to win my group for the first time, uh, doing that and, and still did pretty well after that loss. So. Yeah, and I, I was just very excited to see a lot of people get on stream. Like uh, Lyle Conkey was there too. I know yeah, he was Conkey lost was as on well, stream. but you know he still got pretty far. I think was that his first tournament ever. That like, was his no, first. He did Milwaukee last year as well. Oh, did he do Milwaukee? Oh, right, last year? He, he did. He did meet uh, Mama Climbs the last time. In <gasps> yeah, that's yeah, right. But he finished thirteenth. I mean, that's that's very respectable for in your first. Yeah, he did really well. He did really well. He. He also had a battle that was streamed that wasn't on stream. It was they had these like monitors set up for featured battles. So you like people could sit there and watch them on like a TV basically um, in the, like in the stands sort of. And uh, he, his battle versus Hedonis was the, in the losers final for the um, group stages was pretty hyped too. So uh, I don't think I think that's new. For that is new. Yeah, it was the first time I've ever seen them do that. The other um, new thing, they had replay. Yep. For the final final three matches, mm. they actually were doing replays while they were in between battles. Kind of showing like interesting points in the match. I love that. That made it feel oh. much more like a sport. That's, um, cool. That's a good point. Now, the one thing I noticed, and I've heard reports on two different sides. I don't know if you guys noticed this, and I'm hoping maybe Lyle can give us some more info. There was 256 registered. But I think there was, was it 25 or 35 no-shows? Wow, that's a lot. It was it was sort of like hit and miss. Like, I know Conky said, like, his first round was a bye, basically. And then mm-hmm. his second round opponent was, like, not exactly the most, um, you know, skilled, like, knowledgeable person, I guess. Mm-hmm. Because uh, they also had a bye first round or something. So there was a bit of that. And I heard, areas. so like, I've heard two, two reasons why that was happening. Some people said there was a lot of travel issues, which if you look at the weather in the States last week, that's believable. Mm-hmm. Someone else also mentioned there was a bunch of TCG players that registered specifically to get the play mat. I can see that. And didn't um, show. There's, I don't think there's any way they can stop them from doing that. Right. Because it's just first come first serve. Anyone. Yeah. Can register, right? Um, the swag, like when you go to regionals, you basically get like a hat, right? When you go to NAIC, you get like uh, sleeves, you get a play mat, you get a hat, you get like pins, all sorts of interesting swag. So, oh, and that play mat this year was so nice. Yeah. The EV play mat. Ooh, I wanted it so bad. Uh, Sword, anything to add about NAIC before we talk to Lyles about his experience? Um, not very much other than the, I didn't catch all the battles, but the ones I did catch, they were really crisp battles. I saw Lyles, I saw your battle before, um, Mountain Dugong and you won that 2-0, right? Um, against Party Party, is that the one? I think so. Yeah. yeah, I think it was that yeah, one. Party. Yeah, Mountain- I watched you clean house on that and that was a, that was a great set of battles. Yeah, thank you. So, yeah, so Lyles, let, let's talk about your road to the final or your road to Worlds here. 
Um, right out of the gate, you got you got paired up with someone that kind of knocked you down last time in Orlando. Panic. Oh, yeah. Yep. So, so t- did you walk into that battle kind of with that in the back of your mind going, you know, I have to have some redemption here. How was you approaching that? Cause I know in the past, I, other people talked about when they face people that they've beaten them before, it can kind of get in their head and throw them off their game. And right out of the gate, round one, day one, uh, well, I knew that I could beat her. Like, obviously, um, any, I feel like I could beat anyone if I'm playing well, right? No, not no shot against anybody. I'm just saying, like, that's just my mindset, right? Um, but I didn't really want to face her in the first round also because I felt like it, I knew it wasn't going to be like, um, like a pushover kind of thing, right? Um, and we also had a lot of lag issues and like connection stuff. So oh, I'm so glad you mentioned that. Cause I was going to ask you how, how was your round one, round two battles? Cause it was we... so bad from what I've heard. They canceled losers. Yeah. They... There was no losers day one. Um, they, we actually took a, probably about 30 or 40 minutes trying to complete our battles and, we were unable to basically get them done even after changing phones and all sorts of different things. Like we were basically unable to log into the game at certain points. And um, they told us to take a break and come back at like, a, like in, I don't even know what time it was like 1130 or something. And obviously we were the first group. So like our battles were starting at 930. So that's like two hours basically from when we were starting the battles till when they like resumed round one. Right. So before this break, had you, had you already exchanged team sheets? So oh, did yeah. you have a peak of her team before you got you this, break? Before this break? We had already battled like six times. Oh, okay. Okay. And like, I, I did. Oh, wow. And so like, it was that bad. Yeah. Like the first battle, like, like I was basically like charming down her whole team with my a nine. Cause she didn't bring like an actual charm answer but she like lagged out. So of course uh, it doesn't count. Right. And then later on, like I'm trying to throw charge moves and like, it's not working and she's trying to throw charge moves. She's got like a hundred energy and I'm farming her down and like all sorts of weird stuff was going on. So we basically, once they fixed the issue, we just um, basically reset everything and started from scratch because all the battles we did before were just like kind of like shit show. Um, so did did they ever tell the competitors what they believe was the issue that caused it? No, um, I did speak to some of the some of the like tech guys behind the stage and some of the organizers ish, like the like more higher up people, and they basically were giving a whole bunch of like uh, corporate um, speak, if you know what I'm saying. So corporate BS. Yeah. Like we're not able to at liberty to talk about. Um, what happened essentially and all the, all this stuff. So Lame. Um, it was a connection issue, right? It was nothing to do with the game. It was just the Wi-Fi or the routers weren't set up to handle four pods starting at the same time. They could barely, when they fixed it or whatever, they could barely handle um, like, like eight, eight or 10 people battling at the same time. So. I'm glad you mentioned that because I heard a lot of people say you know, the same sentiment we see every time. Nyanic should just sell this game. They if they can't, this had nothing to do with Nyanic. No. This was not server side issues. This was on the venue slash 
whoever the hosting company was for NAIC this year. I don't know who hosted it as far as like, was it Epic Game or whatever nope. company was doing it. It's uh, it's the big boys that host uh, NAIC. Oh. TCPI? Yep. Is that worse? <laughs> yes, it is worse. That's worse. Yeah. That's, that is actually significantly worse. Now, do keep in mind, this is the biggest NAIC Pokemon Go bracket. Yeah, it's and the Go biggest is the most had, network yeah. heavy game that, that TPCI has ever dealt with. Does that include the 30 or so drops from the tournament? Yes, it's still the biggest tournament we've had to date. Yeah, because Damn, our forward awesome. was pretty big, but it was also not run by a Pokemon company, right? And um, so, I mean, that would have been taken care of by whatever the hosting um, company was for that, right? So, yeah, slight yeah. oversight, but I'm I'm fairly certain it won't happen again. They they do tend to learn, um, and I heard day two that it was near flawless thereafter. It was yeah, it was very good. Even after they fixed it in day one, um, there was still some minor issues, um, but uh, it was way better for sure. I would think that after the regionals that we went to in North Carolina, it was it sounds a lot like that the issues that we had on that regionals. So I was thinking, like, Jesus, that sounds really as bad or probably worse. Yeah, I haven't yeah. had any noticeable issues at um, a regional in a long time. Like, Toronto was not great, but since that point, like, I went to Orlando and Fort Wayne, and everything was fine. So, um, yeah. yeah. What, what's weird is I believe e- EUIC was also capped at t- was at the max two fifty six, and they didn't seem to have the issue. So I'm wondering if this was more on the venue than TPCI, but TPCI should have been checking that ahead of time. I know that when they were during the break, they were running like cables, like like right out to the go area and they were like setting up basically new routers and all sorts of stuff out there. So like they were really grinding it out. Um, and some of the staff looked pretty uh, stressed like King King. I think, I think he lost a few pounds. On I was going to say, I, like, I saw King on Sunday stream as a, as a judge and you could just see how beat down he looked from the weekend. Just, he looked exhausted. Yeah. He did. A, they all did a great job. Obviously it's none of their fault, um, but uh, they, they definitely did a good job trying to hold it all together. So, yeah. so round one, you go two one. Yep. Get your advantage, pan, uh, Panacake. And then, my man, you just went on a tear. Mm-hmm. Two owing everyone to top 16. Tell me about that zone you were in and kind of just any highlights that you can think of from those battles when you just rampaging through your group. Yeah, uh, I just felt like I was making some very good decisions with what... I was expecting my opponents to bring and um, potential core breakers that I could have on my team. Um, like for instance, Sheafisk or, um, or Venusaur, things like that. Um, I did have uh, two opponents swap safe swap water types against me and I had the shadow video in the back. So that definitely helped. Um, but Overall, there was some chop battles. Uh, I, I think one of my trickiest battles was against PDX Dragon, and he had baited out my A9 with his Altaria, 
And at that point, I realized that he led Registeel, and I realized that um, he most likely had Sableye in the back, and I had a Metacham. So after Ice Punch and landing a Rock Slide, I was able to like counter down his Sableye uh, by double shielding my Metacham. So I think that was one of the my more favorite battles uh, of the weekend, but that one wasn't on stream, obviously. Um, my, my favorite battle of the weekend, I can't even remember who you were playing, but the announcers were talking and they're looking at the two teams. And they're like, there's no way he can bring triple shadow. It, it just can't work. If he does it, he, he's just too weak. It's all quick damage, fast match. And needless to say, right out of the gate, what's, what's, what's our, what's our man do without even thinking. Triple Shadow Game 1. Let's go. That was versus Axon. That was Axon, yeah. And just demolished him with the Triple Shadow team. Like, I felt, I kind of felt like he had to bring Dugong versus my team because um, Zard, I felt like it was only like bulky neutral answer to Charizard. So, and he didn't bring a Game 1. So, that was sort of my strategy of that line. And uh, I did really want to lead G-Fisk but, or Lantern because I was kind of expecting um, him to lead Noctowl. But, uh, but I didn't want to be too weak to the Swamper. So that's when the – it just happened to be Triple Shadow. I honestly didn't even – like I didn't plan. Like I'm going to pick three Shadow types, right? Like it was just like I'm going to use these three Pokemon. Did, did, when did you realize you actually brought Triple Shadow? Like it wasn't was it until I watched the VOD later. Like honestly, like <laughs> I wasn't like thinking about it. I was just thinking like I want to, I want to beat him, right? Like I'm going to bring the the Pokemon I think that have good play into his team, and um, like Venusaur was really good in the back because I was able to just absorb energy from the Registeel and just keep dishing out those frenzy plants, which do so much damage. Um, yeah. Yeah. You, you definitely showed the world, the power of Venu. Uh, you weren't the only trainer using it, but I think you were probably the trainer using it to the most full effect throughout the tournament. Everyone was using Shadow Zard. Yeah. But I think maybe one a, other. Of Venu as well. Yeah. Um, and it's definitely very strong. Um, Again, you want to keep it off the Noctowl if you can, but those Sludge Bombs still do quite a quite a bit of damage, so it's not helpless in that matchup. And then we go into day two. You you take the loss to Mountain Dugong. We we're not going to dwell on that. That was a bump in the road. Yeah. Um, and then you're sitting here waiting around, and who else in the world do you face but Arrow? Already got his world's invite. Running a little bit of a spicier team, not super spicy, but you know his own little arrow spice arrow team, right? Yeah, yeah, very typical arrow team. With K nine, he loves K nine and Licky. It's a very, it's actually the same team he ran at Fort Wayne, except he didn't have a Bomba Snow. He brought, I forget what he brought, maybe Lantern or something. It's like Frostlass. No, he had a Frostlass. That was that was there. I think it was Lantern. Licky, Medi, Frost, K nine. Ataria, Lantern. Lantern was the new one. He dropped Obama Snow for Lantern. Um, yeah. So you win game one. He takes game two and you go into game three. Kind of 
what was your thought process there? And at that time, were you aware if you beat Arrow, you you qualify for Worlds? I didn't know. I th- I knew that if I won, there was like a better chance, but I didn't know like everything was on the line. Um, I just felt like G Fisk was really strong against his teams, and that he was likely to be decently weak to it. So, um, and I didn't think he was going to bring the canine because I was bringing like G Fisk. Um, lantern every game uh, he didn't have a strong lantern answer either so i was bringing like chiefest lantern every game but i felt like he was making the adjustment to use metacham to counter my my back line so that's why i decided to use um a9 in that game and i figured like if worst case it's a k9 lead i can just stay in with chiefest and it, like it's a pretty fine matchup because you outpace the rock slides right um, and as soon as I landed the rock slide, I knew that I didn't need the G Fisk anymore. And that was basically how it played out. There was a bit of, uh, some lag in that matchup that they did review it. And the official ruling was since he didn't like lose out on any energy, um, and he still got the ice punch off bait or whatever, which I shielded on the A9. So they said that it wouldn't have, they didn't affect the outcome of the game according to the judges. So, um, yeah, that Look, was, I was watching that game. there. He had no win cons. I, it was his right to dispute, but I can see him making an argument that if he, if he body slammed my a nine before I got off the second weather ball, he potentially could have won the game. But honestly, at the time, I didn't really even know what exactly the argument was from him because I think he was a little flustered and he wasn't quite um, explaining himself properly. So, like, yeah. Was that a him thing or did you get under his skin somehow? No, I think, I mean, he was just, I would be upset too if there was some, like, visual lag and some latency, right? Um it's a high pressure situation. Like I know he's already qualified for worlds, but there's money on the line and everything. Right. Um, so it's definitely cause he didn't get a travel award um, either. So he's also fighting for a travel award as well. Um, I mean, looking back on it, I could see an argument possibly for uh, a rematch, but at the time the judges didn't grant it. And that's just kind of the way it went. Right. So I yep. can see a case for both sides, basically. And I could, but I, I kind of tend to to what I was when I was watching because I watched that battle a couple times after, uh-huh. and he may have had one turn of visual lag, maybe, but the energy stayed trued up the entire time. Nothing game affecting was there. In my that's opinion. that was the official ruling, and like I said, I'm not to be like a sore winner or anything, but uh, if the Judges are not issuing a rematch. I'm not going to say offer a rematch. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. If they issue a rematch, I will for sure, unless it's something crazy like where where it's like he has a move stored and like it doesn't show up and I win CMP even though I shouldn't have. Like something like that. Let's say, okay, that's a little different. You, but- you mean like the dispute that Arrow had in Fort Wayne that they laid down for him and said, never mind? Well, that was Dijon, actually, that yeah, conceded, exactly. right? Who was the judge yeah. there. 
Um, but like in situations like that, I can see it. But this is more, it's more like gray, right? It's yeah, sort it, of like, it was very gray. I, I can like see where one event are. leads to like, it's like a chain reaction. It's like, at what point can you say like the lag continued affecting or stop affecting it? Like, I don't know. Um, I, I don't want to be seen as like a sore winner, but I also just went with whatever the judge's ruling was on, yeah. on that matter. So right. So. How, how high was your, your nerve level at that point? Cause you had just, you know, had the excitement of I win and then immediately have to sit there and wait kind of what was going through your head during that time period. Uh, I was just thinking, I don't want to do another, I don't want to play another battle. <laughs> um, that's the same way. How I felt deep were you at that point? Uh, well, I did five plus the loss to Dugong. And so that would have been um, my seventh opponent that I was facing. So, um, so you're sitting on like two hours of gameplay. So your mind's probably mush. And that's day two. And I, uh, it, I was quite a long, quite a bit of a wait after battling Mount Dugong and then um, waiting for my... Cause I would I dropped down to the group stages loser round two, so I had to wait for all the losers brackets to finish, because they because you do remember they weren't doing those on day one right they had so I had to wait for the group stage to finish, and then, um and then the first round to finish before I got my opponent so it was quite a while. I'm glad you mentioned that because that, that's actually something I want to see because I know you I could see on your face after that Mountain Dugong loss. You were livid. I saw I, that I, I was. I, I seen you. I was like, <laughs> I literally, I was like, don't hit the table. Don't hit the table. Please don't do it. And you, like, you composed yourself well while the ca- <laughs> while the camera was there, but I can only imagine you were off stage, just cursing at the air. Do you have Did a bag of cheese? Do you have a bag of Cheez-Its or something with you? That you could- <laughs> <laughs> Did um, it help you to have that break to kind of let yourself refocus before you had to jump back in? I think it definitely did. Like if I had to battle right after that, I probably would have been in a bad spot. Um, it like um, basically uh, there was, I heard some uh, elite was saying there was some comments made by some of the Pogoats guys that I, it, it looked like I kind of tossed the headset onto the table after those battles. Um, it, it it wasn't as bad it, as the toss that I, who was it that did the toss that I was like oh my god you gotta be kidding me uh, it was at Knoxville someone at Knoxville I can't yeah. remember who it was though I mean that was bad I, I wouldn't say like he threw it he kind of like just like you threw stood it a up and you just kind of like you're so tall it's gonna look like you're throwing it because you're, you're yeah it's, you know three and a half feet above the table well it was like it like my mind it was kind of like deflating because um like after my match with party party like when i came out from behind the stage like there was a, so many people there being like holy shit like you just freaking like clapped that guy so hard like that was amazing and then i like completely like choked and just like played some of the worst battles of my life and when i came out from behind the curtain like nobody was there and i was i just felt like so bad i was like messaging mormon matt like um where are you i need a hug like and he's like, oh, I'm in the bathroom. I'll be right there. Yeah, and I, I purposely had all day not messaged you because I was like, he's focused. I don't want to break that focus. And then that battle happened. I was like, I just had to, I messaged him. I was like, are you okay, man? I, that was rough. I know it had to feel bad. But I was like, you've got this I, full confidence in 
you to finish pulling it out. So yeah, more Matt's really good friend. And he basically let me vent to him for about 25 to 30 minutes of my thought processing. And then after that, I just tried to put it behind me and cheer on Mana Dugong. And um, yeah, he, he did really well. So um, I kind of wanted a rematch with him, but I didn't quite get it. So, yeah, so let's talk about that path on there. So next up, Teddy Bear. I mean, not, nothing against Teddy Bear. You, you demolished him. You looked like it the Lyle was, from earlier the day before. Yeah, the first game, there was actually – he did get a one-turn swap in at the end, and, like, he wasn't able to throw his ice punch on CMP. He – we talked about it briefly. He told me that he thought that my Chiefus would still survive, so he, he wasn't going to dispute it, so – I mean, if I was him, I probably would have disputed. But again, if my opponent doesn't want to dispute, I'm not about to raise a dispute for them. So that was kind of the way the first battle went. And then the second battle, I definitely, um, yeah, <clears throat> I forget exactly what it was. Was the second battle straight RPS, if I remember correctly? No, no, no. The second battle, I was getting RPS. He he overfarmed on the Lickitung, and I was able to get the last shield. And then I swept his team with G-Fisk. Because he had me, he was running Sableye, yeah. Licky, Reggie. Yeah, that's right. Gfist, Lantern, A9. And he basically that. would have RPSed me. Um, if I I was able to sort of like, it wasn't so much as a catch, but I was able to force him to, th- it was like sort of a half catch. He threw a foul play into my Lantern, which is ideally what I wanted him to do. Because I knew that the Registeel was in the back. And I knew that I needed to save the G-Fisk. And I I also wanted him to dump some energy into the Lantern because I knew it was probably going to be useless for me. Um, so I got very lucky in that one, but um, was able to play around uh, the RPS because of it. So, yeah. And then came your the final game of your tournament. The, the literal giants of Pokemon Go and not in a sense of their you know, names of Pokemon Go, but literally their actual size. He's tall. Of, He's, you know, tall. He's tall. Putting, putting you two plus butters on screen at one time is just not fair to anyone like Tino. Yeah. Um, he's a very tall <laughs> guy. He's like, he's like not fat, but he's like, like built, like he's very sturdy. So uh, you wouldn't want to get into an argument with him. Yeah. But the, the the part that sticks out on that one, game two, sitting there is like you you looked like you were getting going to lose pretty hard. Then you know mid game starts to turn around a little bit, and right there getting near end game, you're going you got enough energy, you get to the thunderbolt, and my god, do IVs matter, Lyles? Yeah, um, I I mean I watched that battle back actually. Um, I did talk to Dilap about that battle after because he was watching as well. And um, my thinking was that I could do enough charm damage on the Altaria to get into the Thunderbolt range. But actually what I should have done is immediately swap into the Lantern once I got the shield from Altaria because at that point I outpaced the two Thunderbolts versus um, them getting to a a Moonblast, and a Sky Attack. So I would just cleanly win the game, basically, essentially. 
So, but I do see why you you played it out the way you had, and literally, I couldn't even see that Altaria's HP. Physically, yeah. could not see it. I just needed one more charm to register, and I win, yeah. right? Uh, I even think one more spark would have done it as well. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Yeah. That was just my game plan was to just to like, cause I knew it was going to be difficult for him to dragon breath me down. Right. Um, but um, yeah, it's, it's unfortunate, but that's just the way it goes. But overall, you know, this, this is something that the listeners of this show, they, they, kind of expect we know how good you've been and I'm, I I will say for me it was really a happy moment to watch the world get to see the battler that I know is out there come out and actually show up because I you've done NAIC last year you've done Orlando you did Fort Wayne and you've gotten close but kind of always stubbed your toe near the end getting into that day day two spot so to I'm see kidding. you come out that focused was just insanely fun. Yeah, like I really appreciate the support everyone gave me. Like I got lots of messages of support from so many people and um, it really means a lot because again, like you said, like I felt like, I mean, not necessarily like qualifying for Worlds or whatever, that's a different thing, but just like performing well in general is like something that I wanted to do. And I it's funny because Fort Wayne was like by far my best regional yet. And I, I got actually finished 13th in Fort Wayne top 16 and to be able to like take a step up at like the national stage at like NAIC, it just felt, um, it felt really good. Um, Cause again, it is, I don't know, nerves and all sorts of things. It can be a lot of stress going to these tournaments where if you lose one set, you're into the loser's bracket and then you're kind of screwed almost like not, not actually, but pretty much like, um, so how do you feel about your performances and your growth as a player through each one of the tournaments? Do you feel like you've grown? Like, what are you doing between these tournaments to work on getting better? Um, that's a really good question. I think mainly, um, just been not, I don't think I've really done so many things. Um, I think team composition is very important for these tournaments. You need to really make sure you have the correct team for the, for the meta that you're going into. Because like, I know for instance, like my team in Toronto, I don't think it was like very well suited for that meta and it kind of like can hamstrung you. Um, so you, it's, so when it's, you go into a new meta each tournament, are you like trying to anticipate what people are bringing based upon the previous tournaments or are you trying to like play the meta game a little bit? Um, I think everybody, I just like try to mainly I tried to play what I thought was strong. Like everyone knows I, I like using shadow Zard and I've been using it quite a while in open greatly. And I've been scrimming with this team actually since before the last update, it was just kind of a team I came up with um, when I don't even know when I think it was recommending a team to Evan or elite. It might've been to Evan for, for a regional. And, um, 
I said, I think this team looks pretty good. And more Matt said he really likes that team. And I just been kind of using it. The moveset did change. I, I did switch over to charm. At one point I was running powder snow on the a nine, but I think mainly just, you know, it, it does require mental um, stamina and a lot of focus. Um, you need to make sure, like I really trying to like, like hype myself up and like, so focus in before every match um, is kind of really important. Yeah, because I was going to say that I had a few people actually ask me after this weekend, like, you know, hey, like, I want to get more into like doing these tournaments, like, how, what do I do? And like, you answering that actually would help a lot of people. Um, to me, do, I, you, I was do, gonna, do you know when they can get into these new tournaments? I don't actually. I mean, would you? Lyle, have oh. you already started competing? Have you already started planning for? For post worlds, because we already have oh, 20, yeah, 24 right. dates and cities for some locations. I know we have Toronto, which is <laughs> yeah. awesome. Uh, October. Anyone want to come to Toronto? Let me know. I can show you around the city. Yeah. We, um, we, we start the season literally three weeks after worlds. That's crazy. I mean, wasn't it like that last for last year? It was four weeks last year, I believe. That's crazy. Uh, the first weekend in September, September 8th to the 10th, we start in Pittsburgh for North America. Seven days after a move update, you get your first regional. That's a perfect time. <laughs> Wasn't it? It was like that the last time, too. It was 10 days last time, I believe. That's Matthew's insane. If I'm wrong there. Yeah, Pittsburgh's going to be fun. It's, it's, I think it's a pretty good location um, for a lot of people to travel to. So... And I know Magic Mason's very excited since that is his hometown area. So, um, Lyle, I was going to ask you though, what would you say was your MVP for your team? I don't know. That is a very good question. Um, probably Lantern. Um, really? Because I use Lantern a lot in a lot of different scenarios. Um, Lantern was honestly my my Sableye counter for my team. Um, I know I had the Charm A9, but like a lot of the times I was expecting people to safe swap the Sableye and I was using the Lantern to counter them because it's with Spark Lantern, it's a pretty reliable matchup. Um, as long as you don't get returned, um, you can still win the one shield even if you get returned, but uh, you can just go straight surf in that matchup. So... Um, a lot of people, yeah, Lantern and G Fisk, I would say, were it's it's it was team dependent though, so um, I kind of used a bit of a mix. But near the end was, of the tournament, I was expecting to hear Charizard. I'm shocked right now. I think people were so scared of Charizard uh, that it really impacted the the Pokemon they were bringing against my team. Um, I did not see that many Metacham. People did not use Metacham versus my team, which made G-Fisk a lot better um, because I had, like, Venusaur, which Shadow Venusaur, like, unless they get an energy lead, that's a good matchup. I have Charizard. I have Charm A9. I have my own Metacham, right? Like, um, I have Lantern, which is, like, pretty neutral matchup. It's, it's kind of can go either way. So really only had one target, so... Um, it really freed up the the G Fisk, I would say. Interesting, interesting. Um, so yeah, we we have the first two months of twenty twenty four season. Uh, 
And y'all, it's every weekend for two months to start the year. Hmm. Wait, for real? Yes. So September 8th through the 10th, we're heading to Pittsburgh. September 16th and 17th, they're heading to Barcelona. Now, this one is flagged as special event. That's usually due to, like, um, gambling laws, I think, or something in the area. Okay. I was just because curious. I know there. in Amsterdam or in, like, in um, the Netherlands, they were doing special events. And it was because you can't, like, earn money from – you, you don't earn money from the tournament, but you can win, like, world's invites, I guess. I'm not exactly sure how it works, but I, I know for – um, the the Amsterdam or sorry the Netherlands tournament last season that's the way it was I'm pretty sure. Okay, uh, then on September 23rd and 24th we're going to Curtipa Curtiba Curtiba. I don't even know where Brazil. that is. Where it's, is it's, that? It's, it's Portuguese. It's Brazil. Oh, uh, Curtiba. I don't speak. I don't. I don't speak Portuguese, so I'm gonna Curtiba is what we're gonna go with. <laughs> um, the next weekend, October 6th through the 8th. We're looking at Peoria, Hoff's title to defend, uh, 13th and 15th of October, Sacramento. So back-to-back weekends in North America, you're getting regionals. Then we move back to EU into Lille, October 22nd and 23rd. And then, as Lyle mentioned, Toronto, October 27th and 29th. Now, do you think Toronto will be as big? This year, since it's such an early season tournament as it was last year, where it was more later in the season. I hope it's bigger this year. Um, last year it was only like it's 120, like 100 wasn't something? it? 100 120? something. I don't know if it quite got up there, but um, I think I think Toronto should be one of the bigger ones, in my opinion. Like I have, I don't, I, I don't, I see no reason why we can't push more than 100 and whatever, but. Um, I guess maybe the border can create some um, issues. Like I know, for instance, like Arrow didn't come to Toronto regionals last year because he had a passport, didn't have a passport. So maybe some people have those issues getting across the border. Right. Um, But I think I convinced Evan to come to the regionals. So hopefully I can convince a few more other people to come as well. That, that's that's right before my wife's birthday. I would literally be murdered if I try to come to Toronto that weekend. Toronto is a beautiful face. Be I love Toronto. Uh, I, I love Toronto. Toronto is actually one of my favorite cities in Canada to, to, to visit. No, Toronto is my favorite city in Canada to visit now that I think about it. Uh, Great I, city I like, to visit. Like October is before it gets cold, too. So for those yeah. that are one, October is beautiful in Toronto. Um, It'll be, wait, this is the end of October, right? Yeah, yeah end of October. It'll be like, it'll be, you'll definitely want like a, a, like a, like a sweater or, or like a light jacket. But it's. Unless you live in South Florida like, and then you need a full parka. Yeah, you'll need, a, you'll need like a toque and um heavy winter coat. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna bring Smiley and Matthew with me to Toronto. That's gonna that's what's gonna oh, happen. Let's go. That's <laughs> yeah, yeah, for Matthew, isn't it? Yeah. Is it really? Drive that. It's only, <laughs> it's only like uh, eight hours or something. Holy crap! I know it's not Let's even eight Toronto should be only like six. Yeah, and check a half. it out. Check it out. Toronto is five and a half hours yeah. from me. Bro, that's you easy drive. Come. You better come. You can oh. sleep on my couch if you want. Okay. 
Dax, you uh, get one so, couch, you can get the other couch, okay? Oh, sounds great, man. Sounds lovely. Yeah. Hopefully what, what, are the tarp rules? what are the tarp rules in the house? Is it always off? No or? tarp required. Okay. All right. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> uh, but so a lot more exciting action. But before we get there, we're going to have to, you know, have worlds. We also have to have the mega tourney at GoFest, which we've kind of moved on from the idea of having an actual hosted venue. We're going to kind of meet up in Randall Park about 7th. 30 ish and go from there. So we're going to try to capture those 2019 worlds, uh, self worlds filling. Uh, so stay tuned more info as we get closer there. We also have to do before worlds. One of my favorite tournaments, just one more little thing to distract Lyles before it's all, before he can get completely into the world spirit, the draft. Has it been like exactly a year? It has been right at a year now. Jeez. I was actually thinking about that the other day. And Wait, but this draft ain't going to be as simple as the last. Lovely. There's no ban rounds. I can tell everyone that. Does that make everyone happy? At the moment. <laughs> Good, because that won't last. <laughs> Getting tired yet? Is this is this is this better than the last time you um, were on? I'm just really hot. <laughs> Stop breaking it's, it's hot here, and I'm sweating a lot. <laughs> uh, speaking of hot things, Pokemon Go's seventh anniversary is coming. What is that for? Like six days? Yeah, it's actually you know actually it's actually more than a day and a half. That's good. Uh, July sixth through the twelfth. Um, did did either of you catch a really good party hat Bulbasaur or not party hat Bulbasaur, party hat um, Squirtle last time? Wait, last wait. So this is not the first. I thought this was the first time. No, party oh, hat Squirtle's God. been around three or four times. Right, right along with all the other party hats. So wait, time out. You're gonna tell me that we're gonna get a classic community day, right? And then, I never put two and, then, and two together. And then they're gonna they're gonna give us more. I transferred my party hat squirtles. <laughs> nice, but no, it has been around before. But the good news is now you can evolve them. So now you can have a party hat war turtle or a party hat blastoise. That makes it better, right? Oh my god! I don't, I don't even. <laughs> Um, I want to evolve the Halloween uh, ones. Yeah. But they're going to give us bonuses that last for exactly one day each. Oh, my God. On July 6th, you can have two times catch XP. July 7th, you can have catch Stardust. 
eighth, you can have catch candy. On the ninth, you can have half egg, egg distance. On the tenth, you can get two times friendship increase. The eleventh, you can have two times transfer candy. And the twelfth, you can have two times X evolution XP. Because anyone's going to remember this. Uh, no. I'm actually... Thank God for the today tab. This seems very, like... When I saw it, I expected a lot more for the seven-year anniversary. If oh, I'm come on. Honest. July 7th is Friday. Why can't? You, why couldn't it be Saturday? July, yeah. Oh, come on. I was hoping for a weekend for the Catch XP, so I could, or Stardust, it's so I could Stardust. actually get out there. But on the good side, we do have bonuses for the entire time as well. You have an increased chance of lucky friends. Yeah, that's the good one. That is the good. That's one right the good there. bonus. Also, if someone drops a lucky or a golden lure around you, oh, and Matthew did say it's also an increased chance of lucky friends through trades. But if someone stop, drops a golden lure near you, you could get seven, seventy-seven, or more gimme gold coins from one spin. But you could also okay. just get one. that's pretty solid. Or you could get one, because, you know, it says a chance of finding. Why not just make it a minimal seven? You're guaranteed at least seven gimme gold coins. <laughs> nah, nah, fam. We, we, we got to give you a chance. Yep. We got to let you, you got to let you play that lotto machine and pull that lever. Uh, wild yeah, literally, encounters. man, you're playing for gold. <laughs> oh, boy. Wild encounters. Party Hat Squirtle, K-Cat Pikachu, Meowth, Ponytaw, Togedumaru, Galarian, Abs- or Galarian Ponytaw, and Absol. Lyles, what should people care about? Um, I like uh, Togedumaru, or Galarian Ponyta is always nice in the wild too, right? Yep. Or, or Ponyta. And Meowth, I, think, I guess, for the dust. You're using rap- the Kanto Rapidash at one I like point for Rapidash. something. It's just like a, I don't know why. It's like, you know, how Dino likes to use some stupid Pokemon sometimes because <laughs> of Ash. Like, I yep. like to use Rapidash um, because I don't know why. Uh, it's just fun. Matthew, it's- insert riding my pony here for about five seconds. <laughs> Incinerate Drill Run is a good combo, so... It actually has really good moves. It's just paper thin is the unfortunate part. Dude, yeah, it is. It is so glassy. And and it has incinerate. Um, if they, they, I think if like it had a better, if they did buff fire uh, moves, it could be way better. Like fire a different fire fast move that wasn't five turns. Yeah. Um, God, incinerate is just so hard to use competitively. Like when I was using that... Um, when I was using Rapidash like last season in kind of like a a bit of a lower elo range where people weren't timing their moves as correctly, um, that thing was popping off. But as soon as people started like clipping the incinerates properly, it just became like super like clunky and awkward to use, right? So um But but that's not all of your spawns. Cause we also need daily spawns. So for on July 6th, you can get Party Hat, Bulbasaur, Charmander, or Squirtle. And you can evolve all those? or 
Yeah, you can. I don't think you can evolve party hat Bulbasaur steel. Yeah, Charmander, you can. I don't Charmander think Charmander and now Squirtle, you can. So for the eighth anniversary, we'll finally be able to evolve party hat Bulbasaur. Was it like last like, summer that you we evolved Charmander? Charizard, right? Yeah, yeah, Charizard. They so for eighth, we'll get Bulbasaur. They they should have done Bulbasaur this time than Squirtle last next time. Especially considering Squirtle's having a classic community day right before this. Uh, Makes July no sense. 7th, or right after, during this technically. Uh, Chikorita Cyndaquil Totodile. Has anyone noticed a theme? July 8th, Trico Torchic Mudkip. July 9th, Turtwig Chimchar Piplup. July 10th, Snivy Tepig Oshawa. July 11th, Chespin Finnegan Froki. July 12th, Rowlet Litton Poplio. Because mm-hmm. you need starters every day of the week as well. Because they're so easy to catch. That's going to be <laughs> helpful. But may- maybe the raids can save this event. Okay. Will you guys think? Ready? One star raid. You can catch Party Hat, Bulbasaur, Squirtle, Charmander, or Cake Hat, Pikachu. Y'all Yo, blow in the wallet for remote raids on those, right? Surely. Okay. <laughs> Let's see what three stars can do for us. Magneton, Lapras, Flareon, Snorlax, Cilio. Yeah, Lapras and Snorlax are definitely good ones. Um, yeah, yeah I, Snorlax especially. But I think Magneton, while not as relevant as it used to be, at least you're getting an XL for Magnezone. Yeah, some people still need those XLs, right? So This guy. A few people who also will not do a single Magneton uh, Home Slice Henry posted a... Uh, Video he hit legend with Magnazone and Master League, and he was saying like, one day I'll be able to finish powering this thing up. I think it's like level forty nine or something. So, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, and then five star raids, ready for this? Articuno, Zapdos, Moltres, because we don't have enough of those. Well, and your megas, Blastoise, XLs for the for the Galarians, right? Is is pretty good. So is any people... Galarian even worth the XL though? Um, I think Zapdos probably is, and maybe Moltres potentially. Yeah. Um, like Dark is a like Dark Flying. It's similar to. It would be similar to. Yveltal. but it has a attack, right? Yeah. But doesn't it have a lot less bulk? Um, I can check that. Compared to Yveltal, I don't know. I feel like it, it's kind of squishy as well. So. Vettel I mean, is check. kind of like middle of the road. Uh, let me check here. Oh, no, it has more bulk. Really? Less HP, but a lot more bulk. Okay. Um, okay, I see you, Lyle. Well, let's see. Yeah, I mean, Yvettel has way higher attack. So um, the CP for Moltres only gets to 3580. So I'm not quite sure how good it would be, but... It could be a, a niche outside pick. It does have wing attack, which is always nice, right? It just it, it doesn't have its bait move is ancient power, and then it's either Brave Bird or Payback, which is not neither one of those are great for Ultra League think, or for Master League. I think you probably want payback. You probably want some sort of dark damage, like neutral on Yeah. I don't know, it could be interesting. I might have to check the Sims and see um, you can also do field research for counters with the starters because you don't see enough of them every day of the week. 
Or you could do field research for Venu, Blastoise, Zard, Sceptile, Blaziken, or Swampert Energy. That's not bad. Yeah, I'd do those. But they're all going to be power up a Pokemon. Yeah, uh, there's, there's paid time research for $2. That you get an incubator, a super incubator, a premium raid pass, a lucky egg, a rocket radar, a star piece, incense, 7,000. There's 77,777 XP and Party Hat Pikachu. Honestly, for two bucks, that's not bad. Mm-hmm. It's kind of, I'm going to wait and see how difficult it is to finish because this event mainly runs through the weekdays and I don't get a play during the weekdays typically. But now, Lyle, are you excited, Lyle? Did you see the news? I did see the news, and as soon as I saw it, I almost broke down and cried. <laughs> if. You are one of these poor, unfortunate souls that didn't play way back when the first GoTour Canto came around. Or you were one of these unfortunate souls at the time that said, I'm not giving these stupid people money for a shiny Mew. You can do it now and give Pokemon Go $5 and you will get a shiny Mew after you do the research. Now, if you've already done the special research, so if you had a go toward ticket before, you cannot pay for a second shiny Mew. Mm-hmm. So this is simply a straight up catch up event for those that missed it the first time. Thank God. I was hoping for another. So I mean, would it? You can't get it at all. Like it wouldn't be like a non shiny. Like you'd just be. You at, cannot you even purchase it. the research. What the? F- that's. Just I lovely. think that's a perfect balance. I wouldn't. Mind. I mean, I would like You're a regular one. News, okay, like take it easy. No, I'm not. I, w- I mean, a regular one. I would just want a regular. Shiny Celebi. Okay, they'll they'll give you like four or five of those. Shiny Mew. Yeah, it's just like the the charge moves are just too great. And also on Sunday we have Community Day Classic Squirtle. We've talked about that about six different times. I'm not wasting our time. Um. Oh, they changed the Community Ambassador program apparently. I actually so, didn't even notice that. I had new. I did. I missed this news. So this is news to me. I'm, I feel like Astro all of a sudden. Uh, the application process is now fully ran by Niantic. Applicants will no longer be required to consult, visit, or utilize external websites or resources. That's a great change. The minimal community size has been reduced to ten people. Love that change. The I think before it was something like 150 was the minimal community size or something stupid. Holy cow, that's amazingly high. Yes, it was. It was awful. That is a great change because smaller communities now have a chance to get the same level of interaction as communities like Pogo Lex does. Love that change. Applicants must run a total of four local community events. These include, or but not limited to, community days. Raid days, ga- raid day gatherings, trading meetups, go battle league tournaments, and local slash in-person Pokemon Go Fest celebrations. So, if you are a community leader in your local community and you want to become part of the ambassador program, number one, fill out the application page. Uh, Matthew, we will link that application page in the notes, correct? Perfect. Correct. 
After an initial inter- review of your application, you will be invited to join a community of applicants and continue with the vetting process. Then you will be added to the group. You must run at least four of the community events, as mentioned before, and submit photos of each event. And after those four events occurred, then they will conduct the final background check and safety check for your community. That seems fair. No problem with this. Mm -hmm. Great job, Niantic, you know, rolling this out. I hate that, you know, that Sylph is leaving because you took over this. But there's other reasons Sylph was leaving, too. Um, The other thing, did, did you know campfires rolled out globally? Yeah, I got a little balloon pop up in my game. Yeah, because that thing is still not working right. Uh, Have have you guys actually launched Campfire? It looks a little different. I actually haven't since that thing came up, so I don't know what it looks like. Go launch it and take a look at it. Um, The number one feature that I've noticed in here, there's this thing called Team Up. And it says, join a raid from anywhere. It's finding me a raid group right now. A remote raid group directly inside of Campfire. It will also help them add me, whoever I get added to. I'm going to leave before I actually get added to a, a group. That will help them add me, give them my friend code everything so they can add me, and facilitate them inviting me to a raid. There's technically no more need for programs like PokeNavs or um, PokeGenie's raid feature. They've actually built that functionality directly into Campfire now. Guess what I'm so still going to be using? A bit of a... <laughs> what was you going to say, Sorry. No. Oh, just is, is this a little bit like hypocritical here, considering that they're cutting down the number of raid passes that we can use? <laughs> Or is this yeah. just them trying to take a total monopoly on every part of their community? Both? Well, I mean, the interesting Fair thing enough. is you don't really, I don't feel like you get to choose what raid you're going into. It just says we're going to find a raid group for you. Yep. I'm like, okay, well, I want to get a stabilized raid group, raid. please. Yeah, exactly. You don't get to pick what you want to raid. It's just randomly assigning you to a raid group. You can host a raid through this too. I'm, you I'm, can host a raid through this as well. So if you're having trouble finding people to ho- help with, you can go host that raid. Now, to host a raid through Campfire, you have to be in person. Yeah, just like I went to the thing and it, uh, it says must be at or nearby the raid. Yeah. So you can't remote into a raid and then host the group that way. They're making you be the person, to go, which I still think is fine. I think that's a fair balance. I can try as it. long as you're facilitating, helping people get help with their raids. That helps those smaller communities. Soren can maybe do a raid in Montana now, where there's only five other people living. It's <laughs> just about yeah. Are you from Montana? I could if I could even use the app, but when I go into Campfire, it says, "Hey, you need to download Pokemon Go to access these other features." And obviously, I have Pokemon Go. So I have yet to delete and reinstall it to see if that will bypass this error, but it's still got problems that are stupid. <sighs> and yes, I am in Montana. Uh, w- Billings, Montana? Nope, I'm about 
two hours west. Okay. I know a Montana guy. Why do you know Billings? Sean of Billings. Let's go. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, is Sean in Billings? Okay. Yeah, and he was at NAIC. I got to hang out with him. He actually had a pretty good run, too. He lost to Teddy Bear in the losers final of his group. So he actually was one win away from making top 16 as well. So he he had a really good – he actually lost to Teddy Bear twice. So I kind of felt bad for him. Damn. Um, but, yeah, he, he was uh, pretty fun to hang out with, and he had a good run as well. So Cool. Uh, anything else about campfire? It looks like you can also see like, uh, like happening soon events on this. Yeah. Like, I have like one here, like for a raid hour and shit. Like I didn't know that's kind of cool. Yeah. It, it, I, they've actually added a lot of features that the initial feedback said they needed to add. Like I have Lexington bird raid hour happening in Chilato park and there's nine people going. That's kind of, Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash acast and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash acast. Cool. People That's posting their I mean, rare counters. Oh, someone found a um, Kecleon. I wish if I would have been paying attention to Campfire, I could have got a Kecleon for my research. Oh, yeah, surely he's going to get up and go right now. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> I, Lyles is waiting for me to maul about this Kecleon research, and it's just not going to happen because I don't I care eight. enough. I have eight Kecleon. Take a guess how many I have. Zero. That is correct. I know. I know. I did my 20 days in a row. I was just super proud of myself. I'm just so, mad that some people had uh, catch five Kecleon tasks. Yeah. What's up with that? 
they're lucky is what, yeah. what it is. But I, I got to that step exactly 20 days before I got on a cruise ship. And I managed to not miss a day and got 20 straight days on the morning I boarded my cruise. Yeah, that was on lucky. the way to the cruise port. In the Uber on the way to the cruise that research port. Done. Yeah. So I, I don't care about the 10, the 10 Kekleon. Uh, thinking of things I don't care about. GBL, GBL, GBL. We had Go Battle Weekend. Um, massive surprise that didn't get to talk on the show that we we, we kind of found out after. They gave away Rare Candy XL. Yeah, I was... No, they were giving it away. You had to pay for it. Well, I have a 65 leftover green raid passes still from many moons ago. So they were giving it away as long as you remembered to click the right path. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's not great either. Uh, out of 40, out of 40 potential rare candy XL, I got 28. I only had three sets that I wouldn't have won a rare candy XL. Oh, that's not bad. I, mean, I was watching the stream. I thought it would have been more than that. No. It, it, the stream was worse than normal because I'm talking and doing other things. Yeah, you seem to be not enjoying not enjoying it. When I, I, was I, I was I was tired. I was not feeling it last night. Uh, but we got to do got to do the thing, the Elo check thing. So so Soren, where's your Elo, buddy? I got my Elo this last weekend. I'm sitting at twenty two seventy one, hundred fifty one wins out of two hundred and fifty one battles. Not bad, not bad. You've already passed me. Uh, Dino, how's that ELO going? Uh, 2544. Oh, you did some big climbing today. Yeah, a decent amount from the stream. That I, I think I went neutral or I think I lost somewhere. I don't remember. But yeah, I gained some ELO using the team that Lyle actually suggested on the stream. So it's actually going pretty well. And Lyle, how's, how's that ELO? You, you were tanking last night just to finish the research. Yeah, I was into the 2100s at one point, and right now I'm at 2416, so... I fucking uh, called it. Yep. <laughs> I, had a, I had a bad set today, and um, I had, like, a really bad set today in the single-type cup, so I decided to try um, Master League Premier, and I was running Excadrill, Shadow Snorlax, and... Charm Pre Marina, and I battled Shoestar actually. And uh, oh god, I body slammed his uh, Florgus to win the game. Or sorry, oh, I, didn't I mean I superpowered his Florgus. Oh, <laughs> oh damn, you bastard! Uh, it was already debuffed too. So because uh, I, <laughs> I I killed his Shadow Snorlax first, and then his Florgus. So um, yeah, you're an awful person. I approve I of this in GBL. If you were yeah. on stage and did that, I would have been tearing you a new one currently. GBL, 
Have fun. Um, Elite told me I should have thrown a rock slide at uh, Hoff's um, Metacham. Oh, I think I was talking about that. I afraid you were going to. Why? That would have been funny. Um, I'm at 2183, so I've actually climbed a little bit back today. I, was, I think I ended the stream last night at like 2125. <laughs> yeah. I think you went um, up like a few points. Yeah. Uh, I. The problem is, I have been so up and down. I was at 2400 uh, before mine and Matthew's stream. I was on a roll in Master League. Catching leads, doing great things, and I was like, oh crap, I've got to save sets to stream tonight. Go to stream and straight downhill. Wait, you were at 24 at one point? I didn't even actually catch that. Jesus. Yeah. Um, turn around that yeah, yesterday morning. I get back up to 2350. Oh crap, I gotta save sets for stream. I was too tired to play on stream. And literally, I don't think I got one lead the entire stream. It was a bloodbath. It was probably the only few times that I ever seen Wildcat not talk as much was yes last night. Oh, I was exhausted, dude. Like <laughs> I was I, like, I, it, and it wasn't that I was molding. I couldn't care. I was just that tired. He was just there, just to be there. So yeah, I was there oh. hanging out with Dino. Since oh, he was out. Here comes the money. Here we go. Here comes the money. Money, 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 money. <laughs> Oh, of course he, he does that right as I close my app. Um, so before Go Battle Weekend, I was at 6.87 million. Take a guess where I'm sitting at now, didn't you? I think you told me. So, I, I mean, I, I think you're at, last time you told me you're at 7.8. Just shy of seven point seven three. Yeah. So yeah, that's a lot of a lot of dust right there. Eight hundred, just shy of nine hundred k dust in the weekend. Um, I just spent uh, over six hundred thousand Stardust on a Shadow Snorlax for Master League today. So, and three hundred sixty Snorlax XL. Right. See. Um. Yeah. That's that's what my dust is at. Would you say it's worth it though? Like it was, it was Shadow Snorlax. Um, well, it's a fifteen, fifteen, twelve Shadow Snorlax, so mm-hmm. it's some pretty good IVs. Um, and yeah, I had a hundred. How much bulk are you missing from that? Pardon? How much bulk do you lose out on? Um, I think it 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 flips certain matchups. Like some matchups are better. Some matchups. Let's just say my superpower did over 50% to another Shadow Snorlax. And that's in Master League. Nice. You can imagine. Like, it hits like a truck. So, I, there's definitely pros and cons, but um, I don't know. I've, I only had the XLs to build one, and I decided to build the Shadow. So The Shadow is the right decision, in my opinion. Um, but, you know, we, we, we still have another week of Master League, but it's not going to be Premier this coming week. Mm-hmm. We have... Our own resident up-and-coming Master League specialist? Is, is that a nice way of putting it? Or, or you think you're full-blown Master League specialist now? Who, me? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. uh, I'm not a Master League specialist, but uh, I have one team that I've... Like, I have a Zacian and a Dialga, so I think if you have those two things, you can fit in other pieces. Um 
into the open. Um, I think it, you can build a lot of teams. Like you can add a third Pokemon to to Zacian Dialga, right? You mm-hmm. can run Excadrill if you want to run like Double Steel. You can run Groudon. You could put a like Lugia probably in there. Like there's lots of different things you can do. So, um, so I I don't remember what the top team was, but this is our first time with Master League being back since the move shakeup. So here's what we're looking at top ten right now: Lugia, Groudon, Altered Tina, Solgaleo, Kirim. Lugia Shadow, Dragonite, Meloetta Aria Form, Shadow Mewtwo, and Zacian Hero Form. Um, believe it or not, Dialga's all the way down at number twenty six now. Uh, it's it's usually ranked lower. I mean, it doesn't matter. It's gonna be on every team. Basically, like it's the most pop common Pokemon. So you actually, last season, was playing Master League a lot more than the rest of us. So what was some of the common things you were seeing that people should be prepared for in Master League? A lot of Lugia, a lot of Dialga, a lot of Zacian, a lot of Groudon. I would say, like, Groudon, Lugia, Giratina, um, Dragonite's pretty common, Zacian, of course. Like, some of these picks, like Kiram, I don't think I ever saw Kiram. A Solgaleo, I saw like one, and it's it's really actually a pain in the ass to deal with. Um, one thing that's not like highly ranked on this list that you see a lot of is actually Landorus. Um, I don't even know where it's. Oh, it's down at number thirty-five, but that thing is like really strong. Or no, it's sorry, thirty-three is the Therian form. That thing is really good. In in Mass- it used to be the Master League meta. Like a couple seasons ago, it's still pretty good. And Ho is also like a really um, common pick. And also, like you see some of these picks down here, twenty eight, like Kyogre, also very common. Um, Reshiram has had quite an uptick as well since it's got Infusion Flare, um, and Yvetal as well for sure. So, so Ho, you mentioned Ho Ho. Do you, do you need Sacred Fire for Ho-Ho, or what, what's your moveset there? Yeah, you def- I think you definitely want Sacred Fire, Brave Bird. Um, it's Sacred Fire is just really nice. You get, like, debuff, and um, it hits a lot of things pretty hard. So I don't think there's really – the only thing really you need Earthquake for that you can't hit with Sacred Fire is, like, Zekrom or something like that. So – I don't and, – and then, like, there is some – it's not as common of a matchup anymore, but, like, previously, like, the Ho-Oh um, Togekiss matchup was kind of awkward because, like, sometimes you would, like, find yourself baiting with, like, Earthquakes because you don't want to debuff yourself with Brave Birds, right? So it gives you, like, a nuke to hit Flyers, like, such as Yvettel and things like that where you don't actually have to, like, debuff yourself. So, yeah. That's a weird conundrum. Yeah. Do, do you think Haxorus is going to make have any play in the open? Because it's very common in Premier right now. Yeah, people are safe swapping, and I have a Charm Premierian in the back. So let's see how how high my ELO can get with that. Jesus. <laughs> um, you just have one Charmer, though, right? Yeah, I'm actually ABA week to fighting with this team. I don't know. Like, I basically took it from Jason 
2830, I think is his IGN. He's like a pretty good battler. And he just he recently hit number one in the leaderboards with um, Excadrill, regular Snorlax, and Florgus. So I sort of borrowed from that team to try it out. Um, I don't think it's going to be as good in open, though. Well, if you're not going to be willing to play open, you, you have another choice here. We have the Retro Cup. Oh, Retro Cup. Uh, that means no dark, no fairy, no steel typing. Your top 10 here, Licky Tongue, Aurorus, Pidgeot, Noctowl, Frostlast, Altaria, Jelly, Pelipper, Manton, Golbat. I like me some Golbat. I actually kind of like Frostlast for this, at least in the top 10. So, I don't think Aurorus like, was around the Aurorus last Aurorus wasn't around last time. Frostlast was the dominant pick yeah. last time. Do you know what I ran to counteract that Frostlast? Like a tongue? Nope. Go look down at number 303 currently. Oh, God. That sounds like a battle. Three? Not good. Don't run Bibberol. You barely beat Frostlass. I'm just assuming that's the pick because it's it that is, one. It is the pick. It is the <laughs> he's like, he's like, I think he called. I think he said that last time. You think that low, dude? I'm telling you, you, that matchup is way closer than you think it should be. Oh, it is, but it worked well for for the team I put around it. It was. Um, I don't remember what it was, but but, it, but the moves have shaken up a lot now, and with the wing attack buff, the barrel's useless. Uh, I think you will see a lot of Pidgeot and Noctowls, a lot of Frostlass, a lot of Licky. I mean, Metacham's number 39. Anytime Metacham's eligible, I think it's going to be used. I was surprised by seeing it all the way down at 39. I, I guess they're overvaluing the Flyers. I was using Regirock last time, um, and it was pretty fun. I have it now. Uh, I think... Do you think Spark Lantern could actually be a nice core breaker for the top meta? Mm. Yeah, Lantern looks interesting, actually. I don't think it was buffed last time we had this cup either. Um, there's not a lot of... There is Swampert. Yeah, actually, I was going to say that I was gonna, I was looking at the teams and I was looking like maybe Frost S lead, Lantern, say Swap, Swampert in the back type of team. I don't know about it. Swampert. I mean, I like it, I like Lantern and, and Frostlast. I was actually thinking Altaria in the back. Yeah, the one thing is there's no Steel or Fairy, right? So like, Dragon Breath is not. I mean, there is Ice types, but nothing actually resists Dragon, right? So mm-hmm. I mean, bulky Dragon type is if you could have some sort Super of. Way to beat out a Frostlass. Um, it might might work out pretty good for you. Yeah, or even possibly. So, yeah. I, I I like the Lantern Frostlass and um, Altaria core a lot. Actually, I think Golbat being number ten is just weird to me. Shadow Golbat. It is. Today pretty random but i mean you do see a lot of flying on the top 10 
Uh, another one that I think could work, but because of the normals at the very top, Kaffa, yet again, could have a lot of play in this meta. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dugong could have a lot of play if you don't want to use um, your Frostlass. I think Dugong is probably where I would go next for my ice. What do y'all think of Lantern Lead, Altaria, and Pidgeot Safe Swap? You're gonna have a ton of leads that are flyers. You get you're gonna resist really the hard walls by the frost in the back. There is still a Bombastone in this meta too, but I don't know how common yeah. it would be. Um, dragons would also be like a pain. Yeah, like um, technically Tyrant is eligible. That would de- that would be a bit of a core breaker for that team. I, um, I wouldn't. I wouldn't go ABB weak to ice in any form or fashion. Yeah, I mean, you could. Um, well, I'm just thinking of how to draw out the uh, the frost lass. Could use Metachamp. So something like a Pidgeot in the back, where you can either debuff or get a shield. The problem is they're pacing that avalanche the same exact time you're pacing to your moves as after the first um, feather dance. So you're going to lose CMP anyways. Okay, fair point. Yeah, I, I just think the pacing there doesn't work. If I was going to do something like that, I'd maybe knocked out just because it has a little bit more bulk. Just oh so slightly and you at least have that shadow ball to threaten it. But I mean, it's literally okay. a one. Frostlass is a one ninety-one battle rating against both of them. Yeah, I think Dragonair looks pretty good too. Yeah, Dragonair looks good. Dragonair is always good, just because it's so just heavy hitting. Charizard, it has play against some of the ice types, right? Like it's only single weak, so you can hit like Frostlass. And Shadow Walrin, I think you can actually beat in certain shielding scenarios with the Dragonair. So, yeah do do you do you think your 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 team could work your Chestnut Frostlass Charizard? Um, not if there's a lot of Altaria. Altaria is like the worst Pokemon for that team because like Noctowl. If you let's say you farm down a Lantern, those superpowers like really hurt. Um, knocked out, but if it's an Altaria, um, yeah, you need a couple, you need probably four superpowers to kill an Altaria, so probably more with the debuffs coming through. <laughs> yeah, you're gonna need to switch out at some point to reset your debuffs so that you can fire more. If it's a Shadow Dragonite, yeah, you can superpower it, it's fine, but Altaria just tanks them like it's nothing. Yeah, I didn't even realize that his his team was actually eligible for that. So, oh, I did. I I, w- I was thinking about, about it. Dugong. That looks pretty interesting. D- Dugong's the one that just keeps jumping out at me. Like it doesn't have a bad matchup against Fr- uh, Frostlass. It looks pretty neutral, right? Like even against yeah. the fighters, it's very annoying to face. Um, it really walls Altaria. It does well against Noctowl. It can. It beats most of the other ice or makes other ices close. Yeah, and then sometimes if you get off two icy winds first, you can even take out a Lickitung. Yeah. Yeah, 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 you can. Shout out to Wadage. Great, great plays there. But overall, I, I think this meta looks 
I always like Retro Cup. It's one of my favorite metas they do. And I think the move updates over the last bit has made it more intriguing. So yeah, if we look I'm at excited. Spices, to see. What is it saying? It's saying Pelipper is the best safe swap. Well, I don't know. Lantern's eligible. Shadow Charizard, Golbat, Lickitung. Okay, I can see Lickitung being a decent safe swap, depending on what people are using. Yeah, I, I think I, you could also run the the Frostlass Lantern with Licky Tongue and be pretty safe as well. I think Char or uh, Dragonair Shadow Dragonair looks like a really nice safe swap. Mm-hmm. So, I, I definitely think Lantern's going to be on my team. I definitely think Frostlass, and then I'm going to plug and play the third and see what works. If Aurorus is too popular, Frostlass may have to go on the bench. Because that matchup is really bad, actually. Because if you if you fall for one bait, you're just dead. They don't even have to bait, right? It's eight seven, so they barely live a shadow ball. I think it's really close. Shadow ball on the Aurora's, I think does like fifty five percent. Does a good. It does a good chunking gray league. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, they don't actually want to take a move either, and you outpace to the Shadow Ball. So, I mean, you can also bait yourself if that comes to that. Yeah, like, it, it's showing in the one shields, Frostlight or Aurora's wins with 75 HP lift. But that is, of course, with baiting. Exactly. It, so, it, you, it's win not a- all even, you win all even, so without baiting. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you do. Like, um, you actually. Which is funny here. Um, you actually outpace. Oh wait, why are they throwing? They should be throwing a shadow ball here, but um, yeah, that is weird. They that they that that's a messed up in the scene because that shadow ball. It, but yeah, basically, like it says, you basically live with uh, f- about four HP in the two shield and that's also with getting double baited by avalanches by the frostlass so it it can frostlass can make it close um yeah. for sure so if it if Aurora's comes pretty popular i may drop frostlass but if that if that's the case lantern's going to feast cuz you're just getting to the surf so fast and aurora's does not want to take a surf Jellicent does pretty good there, too. Yep, Jelly does as well with the surfs because you're getting there so quickly as well. So, a lot of play, but... Oh, this this changes the member coaching. I have no clue what's going on here because I was um, on a ship in the middle of ocean. So, Dino, tell tell the people what's happening. You know, it's funny. I think I think someone missed a, a little message, but it's all good. Um, I mean, there's more Matthews, Matthews thing right here, if you want to just go over it real quick. Yeah, so in the Discord, we are sort of adding more clarity uh, to the member coaching uh, roles. So we're going to actually, instead of having just like five uh, voice channel rooms for people to stream, um, what we're going to do is make specific rooms tailored to whatever type of uh, coaching uh, experience uh, you would like. So we have one, which is just going to be sort of what we're going to call like foundations, which is just like if you're in that room, you're there to sort of like it's understood that you're there for 
a lot of the basics, uh, like, you know, team building, working on typings, working on moves, mechanics, etc. Um, another uh, step up is going to be for those who are there that that want to make ELO gains, um, but they're needing a little more like advanced team compositions. Uh, proper like move counts are going to be worked on there. Proper move timing, a little more advanced techniques. Um, a couple other channels, depending on like the type, like if you want um, feedback after your battles and just like more of like an observer, um, we have uh, channels to accommodate that. So we, we are just trying to allow people who are taking advantage of our member coaching to personalize the experience that they want and figure out sort of like a style of uh, like learning that's going to be conducive for them to grow the most. You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers? I want the truth! You can't handle the truth! do format the questions i like it matthew or soren whoever did it thank you this is pretty you're welcome no thank you soren uh and if you would like to ask us questions you can via twitter emailing us or our discord just get us the questions we love to answer them uh khaleesi is adding on the zim's question so let's come back to that one uh, smiley five six. That's actually, sorry, that's from last week. Oh, that's from last, um, last week. week. Zim, um, Zimbo oh, asked. Yeah. Okay. Yes. This um, was some the questions about like top top questions because we now have the top twelve Pokemon from Worlds or sorry from NAIC. Uh, Thanos snaps all the top twelve Pokemon used out of existence. What are you running now? Um, Shadow Charizard. This is not <laughs> top twelve. Shadow Venusaur. Yes. Yep. Um, let's see. What else did, did, did Lyle's run that wasn't top 12? Lucario. <laughs> every day. All day. Uh, Quagsire. Uh, Marcelia. Azu was also not in top 12. And, oh, uh, yeah. There Azu you go. There's your, there's, your, there's your six. Yeah. Lyle, anything you would you would change on that, that those six? For what? If, if all the top 12 Pokemon were banned from... Pokemon plays. What would you run? Oh, so Shadow Zard. Frostlash Chestnut. There it is. Frostlash Chestnut. <laughs> yeah. Um, if there's no Lantern, dude, bro, I'll just bring Charizard every single game. It's, yeah. They ban yeah. Lantern and G Fisk, then they should probably ban Charizard too. So. I, I, it's weird that Charizard was not in the top twelve. Unless Carbink's not in the top twelve either, then then no one's bringing Charizard. Uh, oh yes, by the way, for the draft, Carbink's banned. Yeah, uh, Carbink. This is everyone enjoy the Charizard meta while you can, um, because as soon as Carbink's eligible, um, yeah. You think yeah. the Lantern matchup is bad? Yeah, that's all I gotta say. Okay, Smiley561 wants to see who's creative. There's a squirrel eating a... Dino? No. There's a squirrel eating a mango. Soren? On top of a walrus. Lyle? I really don't get what's going on here. (laughs) 
<laughs> that sounds like me. <laughs> you're you're supposed to build off what Soren said. I don't know. Like, in my mango. mind, the squirrel is chewing through some wires. So that's that's all I got. Because <laughs> that's what they do in Canada. <laughs> yeah. Uh, on top of it, you said on top of a walrus. On top of a walrus. Top of a walrus. While surfing the ocean. Do fish drink water? Uh, I know fish drinks water, but I don't know if that's a different question. <laughs> Good enough answer. Moving on. Uh, Catfish Camaro. Where do you play GBL? I often play during my warm-up at the gym. We'll do a brisk walk on the treadmill and do a set. Wow, where, where, where do you find yourself typically playing GBL? That sounds like um, uh, Bletnir. Bletnir yes. does his oh, sets yeah. on the treadmill. So. <laughs> um, I don't know. Like depends sometimes like on lunch break or something or uh, possibly when I'm dropping a deuce, you know. Um, uh, different different <laughs> areas, yeah. Uh, or you know, just like watching TV, um, or watching Twitch, maybe just doing some sets too. So, I'll take my about right. most successful set happens first thing in the morning every day. Take a guess where that set happens every single day. I think everyone has a good guess right there. I'm not, I, I don't think I need to guess. <laughs> Literally, I see, every set in the morning, I've never went negative sitting on the shitter. Yep, sounds about right. And then, I, then by the time I, I'm, you know, hitting that fifth set, I'm going 05 for some reason because you know that's what I do. Uh, Dino, where do you typically play your sets? Uh, I mean, basically all the places that Lyle mentioned, and it's funny enough that you mentioned that your best sets are when you literally have s- uh, zero distractions. So that should tell you a lot right there, which we always say, like, you just if you play with no distractions, you just play better. Absolutely. Soren, you got you got any other play places that you do? I try to do as many as my sets as I can in the morning. But at my desk, um, we live in kind of a, a cramped situation. So my desk is like my zone to do stuff. And so I try to sit down at my desk, do two or three sets first thing in the morning after I get the brain fog out. Oh, holy shit. Someone let Graves hit the liquor cabinet. Oh, God. <laughs> the oh, next yeah. seven questions is from Graves. Uh, okay, let's start out. What is your all-time favorite IP aside from Pokemon? Lyle? What do you mean? Your What's favorite IP? other your, your favorite, um, uh, other series brand. brand. Um... I don't know. I like the Star Wars property. stuff, maybe. Star, yeah, I, I can see you being a like, Star Wars guy. I like the. I can see that. Yeah, it's it's interesting, um, and the new like Disney stuff that they're coming out with, like all the Mandalorian and everything, has been pretty good. So, Th- this last season, you weren't wrong. It's it's good, but it was a slog to get through. I liked it. It it it, it paid it off in the end. But like episode three, four, and five, I'm sitting here. It's like, can we just move on? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. But you had so many seasons of like stuff happening all the time. You kind of have to like slow it down a little bit just for pacing and context and everything. So yeah, that's fair. I have a couple of those every now and then. Sort. What, what's your other IP that you like to follow? 
It's probably a tie between the Lord of the Rings and uh, Warhammer 40,000. If you want to get like really deep into the nerd weeds, we could get into it, but it's, um, yeah, it's fun. Dina? I feel like mine's pretty, I think I've mentioned mine already before, but uh, mine's always just been um, Dragon Ball if it's, it's not Pokemon. DBZ, classic. Always, always. I, I, I'm a big Marvel kid. I love yeah. Marvel. I've always loved Marvel. I love the Marvel stuff, but like I'm really not engaged in anything that they've been putting out since the end of the first um, no, see, I, I'm, I'm like old Marvel as well. Like I used to work as a telemarketer and I would read like OG comics between calls. Oh, okay. I, when I say Marvel, Fair. I mean, I am engrossed in Marvel. Also, if you have not watched secret invasion, go watch it. It's good. I've heard it's it. middling. If hmm. you like spy thrillers, you'll love it. Okay, it well then I definitely have my wife watch that. It's not a superhero movie. It's not okay, a superhero story. Yeah. As long as you set the proper expectation going into the experience, you're fine. Yep. Uh, now, if you choose between that or Pokemon to never exist, which one would you say has to go and which one stays? So, Lyle, Star Wars or Pokemon doesn't exist. What's getting the boot? Um... I don't know. I don't really. It doesn't matter. I think they're both equally important. So I would say I just flip a coin and uh, get rid of one of them. Heartless. <laughs> no love. I mean, when I'm thinking about no like, the, grand, loyalty here. the grand scheme of like, uh, you one know, of them pop sending culture, you to Japan and the other one, Star Wars. Yeah, but like, I'm just thinking of like the history and stuff. Like, uh, you know, I don't know. I think they're both impactful on society. So, Dina, who's who's not existing? I feel like I would be like a hypocrite if I don't pick Pokemon. But (laughs) you know, doing a Pokemon podcast and stuff like that. But uh, I I definitely have to go with Pokemon just because I've definitely been more into that more of my life. So, Sword. If I had to pick one to not exist, I'd probably would pick Warhammer Forty Thousand just because. As a game, as an as a franchise, you know what Pikachu is. You do not know what I'm saying unless you know what I'm saying when I say 40k. See, mine's really hard because I I was reading Marvel comics before Pokemon existed, but Pokemon is more a part of my life. Like, and it's I mean, look behind you. <laughs> there's two. Well, no, there is Marvel behind me too, though. Like, I have a Hydra-based coin. I have an Iron Man suit. I have Star Wars stuff behind me as well. Like, I, it's hard, but I would say Marvel would have to go down. If you would have asked me this five years ago, I probably would have said Pokemon can go. But Pokemon has become such a big part of my, my day-to-day life. Fair. Oh, God. Not, not, not more slang test. This was only supposed to be me doing it to Dino and them. Uh, Bay Area slang quiz time. Can you define these terms? Smacks. Soren, what does it mean when someone says that smacks? That's awesome. That's great. That's rockin'. However, whatever colloquialism you want to say for good. Dino? 
I I don't even have the license. Like that smacks. I mean, I I feel like that's that's cool. Like that that hits. Like that's what I think I'm thinking of. Lyle, um, I would just use it in relation to like music or something. Like if a yeah. song if a song smacks, it means like yeah. it's a good song. You know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, a, it, it's good. It's awesome. All, all hits those the spot. Matthew. Yeah, so do you so I I know all the answers to it. So yeah, yeah, the yeah. So the, answer. the the answer that Graves sent me was uh specifically like delicious, it tastes good. So it's a uh like slang used in reference to food. Yeah, for food. Yeah, I've, yeah. Heard, I've heard it with that. I've heard it with I've heard smacks both okay. food and other and stuff music as well. And so, yeah. Yeah. Jossin. Lyle, what the frick does Jossin mean? I'm clueless huh? on that Can one. Can I see this one? J-A-W-S-I-N. Yeah, you know, you know, you're just Jocelyn, you know, that's, that's what it means. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, it's yeah, like you're messing around. Yeah, you're joking. Just... Joking, yeah, I'm going with joking, I'm, I'll agree with these guys. Maybe you're swearing, because, uh, you know, your jaw Jocelyn. is spinning, so, you know, you said the bad word, uh, maybe. <laughs> Yo, spot on, spot on, watch. Matthew? Exaggeration, lying. Or bluffing. Yeah, see your your mouth bluffing? is okay. doing something bad, bluffing. right? Okay, so got there it. you go. Catting off. Dina, what's catting off mean? It almost sounds like you're like like saying like fuck off or something yeah. like that. Yeah, that's kind of where I was going with it. It's, it's kind of a you, you running your mouth. Off. Yeah. Can't yeah. Or yeah, maybe you're going or off. You're using your hands in inappropriate ways. Yeah, I mean, I don't know what else he can. What do cats do? They like jump a lot or something. <laughs> like so, so cat, cat, catting off is goofing off or acting silly. Oh yeah, yeah. I was gonna say fooling around or something. Okay, uh, gigging. I'm assuming that's like doing gig work, like driving for Uber or something. I thought it was, I was playing about- uh, music. Oh, I didn't. Th- I wouldn't think of that. Uh, I, that makes sense. You gotta think the bay is like the gig capital of the world. No, if you're gigging, just, it means you know you're you're going to the you know going to play some music. It's basically it's gotta be it. Matthew, <laughs> dancing, gigging. What the hell? <laughs> when I saw yeah, that, no. I, was, I was I don't know why I thought about Quag, uh, Quagmire. We all agree we know slaps is awesome. (laughs) Yeah, I was gonna say slaps Slaps. equals smacks, but like for everything. Or maybe it was that slaps so you can use that for music. I I don't know, man. They all sound the same. (laughs) Matthew? (laughs) Uh, Dino had it right uh, when a song sounds good. Yeah. Uh, Got me bent. We don't need to know what's happening in your bedroom. Let's move on. That's that's where I was going with it. So <laughs> I thought that's like give me get angry. Yeah, I was like if like like you got yeah like you got me angry like like tilted. <laughs> Did you about with my bedroom comments in the other way? <laughs> got him. He caught himself. He just caught himself too. Oh. Damn, Dino! Come on, man! You needed to do that for us. <laughs> no. What we got, uh, Matthew? Uh, got me bent means to misunderstand someone or be misunderstood 
when having a conversation. Y'all do it different out there in the Bay. What? Which we know that. So. Yeah, I, I didn't know. I did not get that. What is the weirdest genre of music you enjoy listening to? I listen to a lot of rhythm. Think dubstep's ugly second cousin. And most of my family looks at me like I am a serial killer or whatever. I bump to it. <laughs> Does anyone enjoy music similar to you or similar to your reactions? Dina, what's, what's your weird music? I don't think I have any weird music at all. I uh, listen to like the basic shit. <laughs> Probably the weirdest genre of music that you'll catch me listening to is Viking power ballads. I've never Those heard that in my life. Those things are awesome. That is weird. Like if if you want to get if you want to get amped up for like get into a fight, listen to some of that. That'll get you. That'll get your blood going. Wow. What 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 what's what's your what's your kink here, buddy? I wouldn't buddy? call it like weird, but I I would say maybe just like some. Some like uh, older jazz music or something like that. Like it's just like uncommon for people to be listening to that type of stuff. Smooth jazz. Um, no, not smooth jazz. Thank you so much. Uh, maybe something like uh, <laughs> like gig band or even older than that. Like um, I could have I not forget. ever pictured you listening to that, but yeah, I forget <laughs> the name of it right now, but. Hold on, hold on, I gotta interrupt you. The thank you so much is like the Canadian version of Bless Your Heart. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, it is. Thank you so much. (laughs) Uh, Smooth jazz is like for losers, no offense. Um, Yeah. uh, I'm talking like real music, you know what I'm saying? Like, uh, yeah. Okay, okay. Irish folk music for me. Okay, I, I, like I, I love music. I love Irish folk and pi- you know, kind of pirate based ballads, things of that nature. Uh, if you're ever looking for someone, Melinda, my son's a fan of sea shanties. Sea shanties, yeah, but they're kind of all in that same area. Uh, Melinda does apps. Her voice is haunting when she sings some of these, and she'll actually sing some of them in Irish and then sing the verse in English as well. And oh, so good. We have some Canadian bands that are sort of like. Celtic sort of influence, especially on mm-hmm. the East Coast, like Great Big Sea and things like that, where they're a little, yeah, they have a little bit of that, um, like Celtic sort of sound. I've, to heard, them, I've so. heard Great Big Sea before. Yeah. You guys get a lot of Flog and Molly? I've listened to it. I've not. Dead like, Murphy's? Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I've heard of them. I've listened to their songs before, but it's not like on my main playlist for sure. Okay. <laughs> next question <laughs> would you rather live in a world where every song still exists but they're all performed by pitbull or a world where only one pitbull song exists but every artist has done a cover of it i take the pitbull song and get the variety i was gonna i don't, I don't need pitbull 24 7 man that's too much i agree but it's mr worldwide but you're absolutely right. <laughs> no, no, don't. Okay. It's, it's timber. Okay. Do timber in every genre imaginable. Okay. Oh, uh, no. I don't know. This. 
Is there like a third option where I can just like add, end it? You know, like, um, like that point. Just, all music is gone. These are not good options. Just like they're just you know, yeah. Um, just like yeah, I'll just like call it quits on life at that point because that doesn't sound like a great place. To, uh, oh, uh, so sad. Football, oh, man. Uh, I'm sorry, you know, but uh, I'm that's too funny. I'm very uh opinionated when it comes to music so this is hitting me pretty hard um okay number six watch your biggest beige flag a habit something that you uh, that you do that's not a big deal breaker for your relationship but still pisses your partner off every time it happens my wife says mine is that i say huh after she huh? asks me or tells me anything the answer her before repeat like i'm sorry babe it's not that I didn't hear you. My brain just is lagging and I need a second to process what I just heard. Um, GBL. Yeah, <laughs> GBL here. I mean, I don't have, you know, obviously uh, to worry about this as much, but at work, I have a bad habit of saying, huh? And mm-hmm. they're like, why do you say that? And they just look at me weird. Like, I can hear what they say, but I still say it. I, I bet I can guess Lyle's. He doesn't answer the phone when he's at an event. Oh, his eyes uh, just opened up so wide. Uh, that definitely didn't happen last weekend. Uh, that's for thank God. Day. Yep, definitely did not happen. Yep. What what what's your ba- what's your beige flag flag there, Lyle? You know, I'm assuming you have hearing ears around you. So, um, yeah, probably probably something like that. Uh, <laughs> That's a good he's one. Like he's talking in code right now. <laughs> Blink once if you're in danger. Uh, I'm okay. She's she's asleep right now, but uh, okay. she's like I don't want to talk too one, loud. Like, one her eyes was like open. <laughs> Soren, what's your base flag, buddy? Um. Well, for me, it's not putting things back where they go. Like ha- everything has a home, everything has a spot. Dishes loaded the right way, they all go away the right in the right place. My wife is not; she's artistically organized, as she likes to say. <laughs> oh, it's putting it so politely to say she's a mess. <laughs> and, and unfortunately, when I asked her what her biggest pet peeve of mine is, I'm not allowed to say. <laughs> Otherwise, I will be shot. <laughs> I don't care; it's more for you than me. <laughs> oh. oh! Oh, he gets called out on the show. Let's go. Come on. Bring it on. Bring it on. Okay. okay. So a 40K reference. Um, Praise the Emperor. After dot, dot, dot. Just whip it out real fast. There you go. You got it. You need balls. (laughs) <laughs> just playing oh. <laughs> oh, okay oh my god that's awesome oh that makes me happy i'm glad i'm so happy your wife was there to say nah nah don't you blame me for this oh she's the best she's the absolute best <sighs> praise the what? emperor yeah <laughs> <laughs> Would you rather round two? Would you rather be punched in the face by Mike Tyson wearing brass knuckles or punch punch a toddler in the face and be seen by thousands of people? I'm taking that Mike Mike, Mike, punch, Mike Tyson punch. 
At least I die after it. Um, well, seeing as how it's not Shit. stipulated, I would punch my toddler in the face with a giant stuffed animal and put it on YouTube and then get all the clicks. My man's out here breaking the game. Yeah, I'll just punch a baby, I guess, whatever. I ain't thinking no punch from him. (laughs) Yeah, no, thank you. (laughs) Okay, Bunny Man wants to know, what non-legendary, non-hendo Pokemon would you use a Master Ball on? If I could know for sure, I'd use mine on a Nundo Shiny Psyduck or a Rank 1 Great League Shiny Galarian Weasel. I'd love the idea of using it on either something ridiculous, Psyduck, or a signature battle Pokemon, Galarian Weezing. So Lyle doesn't know where this question comes from. So one of the big like, time killers they had all weekend was, would you throw your Master Ball at this Pokemon? And they'd pick out just the dumbest Pokemon to talk about. Ampharos. And for, that one, they picked out the ones that were also their fa- quote-unquote favorites. Oh, I see, I see. That was Butter's Bast- favorite Pokemon. Yeah, Bastidon. It was it was it was cringe. I, I prefer them playing the Pokemon name game so much more to the would you master ball. But non like the- non non legendary <laughs> inappropriate. Oh mine I think I would I mean if I have a chance probably do the rank one shiny Lucario. Ding 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 ding. Yeah, any like winner. rank one shiny for like um Great League or something or whatever league, Ultra League, I guess it, as long as it's not a Hondo. According to this mm-hmm. question, would be definitely a worthy uh, one. Rake one shiny Medi. Love my Medi champ. Especially if it's like hard to catch. Like some of those, like if it was like a rank one shiny Snorlax or something. Because like those ones are sometimes like hard to catch, right? Like, uh, yeah. With even like the golden razzes, they like jump out of the balls. So. Hmm. Who's your dad? I wants to know. Have you ever stream sniped a friend? Lyle, have I you? tried to yesterday, but it didn't work. <laughs> I, I was trying to snipe uh, Dino with ten CP Pokemon, and um, I kept queuing into some other random people. And for uh, the love of God, if anyone, I'm if you queue up to someone and they're running ten CP freaking Pokemon on Go Battle Day, <laughs> and you stop tapping and play the timeout game. You are the worst friggin' person in the That's world because crazy. I am. It's I have a half an hour left to finish my sets, okay? Before trying to finish this paid research that somebody gifted me, and you, like dumb person, is deciding to play a game with me and not kill my ten CP Pokemon, even though I can't top left because that's not me completing the battle. So, anyways, that's my rank quickly. <laughs> oh, there's our mold key. That's, there that pissed we me go. off so much, man. Oh my god. Uh, finally, Frost Benny asks Astro, would you open my gift? Maybe send one back. I can answer for him, even though he's not here. No. <laughs> no, he will Negative. not. He has been sometimes, I've noticed recently. Yeah, he actually has a little uh, bit recently. He sort instead of me reading your questions. Sounds familiar. Go ahead, buddy. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Sounds good. So, question go idea goes out to Catfish Camaro last week, or sorry, two weeks ago, for inspiring this question. 
On the idea of abilities, I think they should be added to the game with the idea that it would allow the devs to fine-tune specific Pokemon. For example, Medi, one of the strong sorry, one of the reasons it's so strong is counter. Now, if you'd really want to tone down Medi, you'd probably have to adjust counter, which would mess with 99% of the other fighters, and in the end, Medi would probably still be the top fighter. <clears throat> so you could do a remove rebalance like I suggested last week, but also implement abilities, which honestly could do and which could or be stuff that would increase fast or charge move, charge move damage by a percentage or increase or decrease move cost or energy gain. Some abilities could affect percentages of status effects uh, proccing or maybe decrease the effects of them proccing. Um, an example of this is Bubble, when they mess with Bubble on Azu. Um, Greninja was getting some play, but after Bubble got nerfed, Greninja disappeared. So I think abilities should be added because the only real dial that the devs have to tune Pokemon and affect the power curve is moves. Either adding moves or rebalancing moves. And if you're going to uh, target a specific Pokemon like Azu or Pokemon like Medi, you need to be able to target them specifically instead of nerfing every other fighter or every other water type that uses those same moves. Here comes Get good scrub. Yo, uh, like you're coping hard about the Greninja thing, just FYI. Uh, I don't know when you thought Greninja was getting played, but that was never a thing. Um, uh, I don't. What, it was that was like five five seasons ago before well, they nerfed Bubble. Okay, if you say so. Um, uh, I don't know uh, <laughs> Look, whether you guys believe me or not. I saw at least half a dozen YouTubers making Greninja because it content. just came out. Probably because it was new. That's what they do. Is this Pokemon good? Ah. No, and then you never hear about it again, right? Have you seen anyone using uh, Cutie Fly since it was dropped? No. Well, Cutie Fly doesn't have a good move set or stats or typing. I mean, Fairy is a good typing, but um, Greninja. Cutie you Fly is like by definition stats, a but... squish. Okay. Like, well, the the point is that in terms of game design, you want to in, in a competitive game. You want to have different styles. This is not how abilities adjust. work, right? Abilities are meant to be tailored for what you want the Pokemon to be used. You're saying that the game is giving an ability to nerf it, which, as the player, why would you want to build a Metacham that has a negative ability? You would want the ability to be saying, positive, right? Um, yes, you want the ability to be positive, but what I was referring to is adjusting the power of moves. So instead of counter being a eight damage, seven energy gain, change it to a seven damage, seven energy gain. And then you can give a boost to damage to other Pokemon like Machamp or Lucario or Machoke or Phalanx or whatever. If you want those Pokemon to have high fast move damage, Medicham has bulk, has typing, has fast move pressure has move coverage it has everything you want which is why it's on 60 percent of the teams in naic so if you want to adjust medi and bring down the power level unless you're going to nerf counter 
You can't adjust its stats. You can't adjust its typing. The only thing you can do to it is adjust the damage or the energy gain of the moves. See, you slightly disagree there. Because historically, the way Pokemon companies handled nerfing Pokemon is stat adjustments. <clears throat> no, you can't adjust a Pokemon's stats. That's not oh, possible. Go back and look at some of the stat changes over the history. They have adjusted what, what many Pokemon stats. has had? How how do you adjust a Pokemon's stats? Like their attack, their defense, and their stamina. Pokemon. I've company never says, heard of that happening. Pokemon Company says, "Voila!" It has been adjusted in this generation. The Pokemon Company, but not Niantic. All they have to do is ask. No, no, you cannot ask the Pokemon Company to change the stats on one Pokemon to adjust a sub-competitive format. But like, that's how they, that's Pokemon how they Go does not have the clout to pull that. But that's how they adjust generation over generation for the main series as well. I they think adjust. just the easiest way is to just have a like a <clears throat> a ban list for the regional meta. I think that's just yep. the simplest way to do it. Because when you add like abilities or held items, like it's already complicated enough when you get opponents like team sheets like let's say like it says here oh metacham like rocky helmet like i don't know or some whatever like then you during the battle you have to be like oh wait this ice punch isn't going to kill this one specific metacham because it now has like more defense or some shit like that i don't know it, i just think it would be like kind of maybe we get used pace. to it over time but it would be really weird. Yeah, I feel like in a fast-paced like game like this, with you know, we're not you're not taking the time to process all this stuff. It's like you're already thinking like win cons and all these things. Like in thinking about that too, I feel like it would Curated just add more. Meta is what they need to do because that's what they're doing for other like VGC TCG. There's standard decks and and like a stand like you know a set meta sort of that they're making. Um, I think mm-hmm. that's more reasonable feasible because like if you think metatam is too strong then just ban it right it's that easy yeah and, and i'm not saying you're wrong i just we haven't seen that yet we haven't seen them done only, any sort of this is metas. the first full season of of competitive play pokemon for go right last year was like a half season and yeah. they really don't they i from what i've heard is they want to let the scene develop before they start tinkering with that that aspect of it, right? Yeah. Okay. I, no, I, I, I definitely point. think I we'll start point. seeing some fluctuations in what happens next season. Not necessarily that they'll start banning Pokemon things of that nature, but they're going to evolve Go as a competitive scene year over year. Okay. Yeah. I, I I want to see that. I am simply speculating on potential things that the company could do. I mean, they, they could do what they did but. to the VGC players and start a new meta a week after the final tournament of the year with no practice, no tournaments between that, that and worlds that that always works well. That VGC players aren't upset at all right now. <laughs> Jesus. And not only did they add that, they added some of the most powerful Pokemon in the game into that new adjusted meta. For worlds. Well, thank God we don't have to deal with that. 
Question two. Okay. Uh, can you please eat enough marshmallows to play Chubby Bunny while giving an exposition on the state of the game? Why do you want to murder me? <laughs> <laughs> that much sugar would kill me. What are you, what are you trying? That what sounds like you? perfect YouTube or, tw- or Twitch content. What's Chubby yeah, Bunny? Yeah, man. I mean, we could. Yeah, I'm you with play Chubby Dino Bunny. Here. I'm with Dino here. I don't know what's, what the hell you guys are smoking. What is this? Okay, so Chubby Chubby Bunny <laughs> is way you stuff you. <laughs> No, you, you take those nice big jumbo marshmallows, you put right. them in your mouth and you say chubby bunny and you keep going through and doing that until you can't actually say chubby bunny anymore. And so generally, if you're good at the game, you'll have like eight to 10 marshmallows in your mouth before you can't say chubby bunny. Hmm. And you've got like drool and, and sugar just dripping down your chin and down your neck is it's a great way to get, <laughs> to get a sit sick stomach. Wow, that sounds interesting. Yeah, I've never, never, I've seen, I've seen people try to do that stuff, but I've never actually done it myself. Does anybody have marshmallows? No. I don't think so. No, I don't. Matthew probably does. Matthew, do you got marshmallows? <laughs> uh, I don't. I don't come strapped with marshmallows usually <laughs> in the regs. So, <laughs> okay, fine. Y'all get a pass. Uh. Well then, without the chubby bunny part, what is the current state of the game? How how is it? It well kind of hit that wall again to me. I've seen at least two people on Twitter that actually you know are very known, well known uh, players that actually said they're on uh, deleting their account and uninstalling the game and all these things. I'm like, holy shit! Jeez, yeah, like it's. It's crazy. Like they had a whole like Twitter rant. I forgot what it was, but a lot of people were just was like, this pre or post encounter distance increase. Um, this was after. So like at, this was like posted. Okay. I think either today or this was yesterday. During, yeah, this was like in the past day or two. Did you see that one? Yeah, I saw three of them. Yeah, jeez. Uh, I, I live under a rock. I haven't seen this. You guys will have to tell Why, me. Why is this about the this the spawn distance thing? I'm Let me see if I can find it real quick no it wasn't just about the spawn distance stuff it was just like state of the game competition we're like just not enjoying the game as much as they have been and it's just i mean i talked to one particular individual that did make a tweet about um you know some things and uh, he i think sometimes people just get frustrated and they just want to vent right so Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not going to hold anyone to any tweets they make if they decide not to quit or whatever. Um, I think everyone's allowed to get frustrated and disappointed every once in a while, right? So, I mean, we already yeah. know like major content creators, you know, that you know come out of retirement twice because they like this game. So, <laughs> yeah, um, I. Definitely, I'm playing it less in terms of like outside of PvP, but I'm still like doing my the PvP stuff. So, um, yeah. Okay. So, fun in specific areas, but the entirety of the game is not always enjoyable. Okay, well, moving on. What is your worst slash most memorable catch? 
in Pokemon Go? I probably have mine's like both in one, actually. Okay. So this is like towards like the beginning like of 2016. So when the game just started, and you know how everyone was just going crazy for like those spawns, like you know a Dragonite or Gyarados or Lapras, whatever it was, Uh, Buzz, whatever. Yeah, I saw a Charizard in the wild. (laughs) I I I booked it. Like I think it was like a five minute walk, or and I I think I ran like so fast I got there like in three minutes. Point is, I get there, I click on the Pokemon, I'm like out of breath. And uh, I think, like, literally after, like, I was like, yo, this is going to be, like, the best thing ever. After one ball, it just ran away. So <laughs> I was just devastated. So it's the most memorable oh. and also the worst memory because, like, I was just devastated because everyone else caught it. Oh, no. <laughs> that sucks. Yeah. But. Yeah. I, mine was also a Charizard. Very similar thing. I was at a gas station on the way to the airport. And just launched Pokemon Go for like two seconds. And there in the parking lot was a Charizard and a Blastoise. Jesus. During 2017 New Year's event. Oh, okay. That was awesome. Both ran. Mm. Oh. Mm. Heartbreak. Lyle, Lyle what's your, what's you your most memorable catch? Probably Shundo Yavetal. My only Shundo. And uh, yeah, that one felt good. Do you have a, a do you have a bad memory like of something that you didn't catch or anything like that? Maybe like a hundo? Um not really. Um but I do I do know when they first released Kecleon, uh the first one that I tried to catch ran away on me. So I was like, <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> it was like I caught another one like you know, like an hour later, but at the time I was just like like, what the hell, dude? Like, I just wanted to catch this and get the dex entry. Like, everyone was right. excited it's finally in the game. And then, nope. Yeah, we remember when we were, like, waiting for the longest time for it to come up in the game. I now should have pineapped it. I should have raspberried it. Rookie mistake. <laughs> where, where, where's, okay, hold on. Get right, kid. Yep, that's me. <laughs> um, so... Next question. What price are you willing to pay to be Lyles and go to wor- Worlds? Mm. I'd have to be Canadian and have more hair on other parts of my body than my head, so no thank you. <laughs> I mean, you don't have to be exactly <laughs> me, but, you know. I mean, this is, it's pretty no, good. It is, it, I, I, I'm insanely jealous. Going to Japan has always been a dream of mine. And then going for a Pokemon event is just absolutely insane. It's like adds the cherry on top. It's amazing. Oh, yeah. So you made it to Worlds. What do you pass out eating the first night you're there? Um, I want to try some Japanese pizza. I heard they have... Japanese pizza. That's the thing? So okay. The thing I heard about Japan is... Uh, they do everything. They take inspirations from other parts of the world and they do it the Japanese way. And it's pretty amazing is what I've heard. So, um, okay. I could only imagine that there, I've seen some stuff online and there's some interesting toppings they put on there and it looks pretty darn good. So, um, you know, like different, different type of fish, I guess, or whatever, like, 
they 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 do some I'd wild things <laughs> yeah it looks pretty <laughs> cool and like these are it's not i'm not talking about like pizza hut you know i'm talking about like artesian <laughs> like fancy real fancy stuff so mine is easy ramen uh, i lived in the international dorm in college and had a friend that she would make homemade ramen for our like the group of us and literally i have not been able to eat ramen since because nothing is as good oh i believe that nothing's gonna be pretty good ramen uh, last weekend though, i will say so not but was the victory back. that made it good, or was the ramen itself? Good? Oh, the ramen was pretty good. I was hungover, so that also helped. Like, oh, look at that! <laughs> a, a buddy of <laughs> mine that's hungover too. Everything tastes better when you're hungover or drunk, though. Well, the yes. warm, warm soup definitely tasted good when I was hungover. Yeah, just, your, just nutrients in your body. I'm assuming. Like. <laughs> I, I asked this because I remember I was I was out in St. Augustine. Me and my brother was doing a bar crawl, and we stopped at I don't even remember the name of the restaurant at this point, and got loaded fries. And we both ate the entire plate like it was the best thing we've ever had. I'm like, oh my god, these are so good. My wife lands in St. Augustine the next day, and I'm like, you've got to go to this place and have these fries. And we get them the next day, and I'm like. These suck ass. What were we thinking? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sounds yeah. about right. Well, I'm either going to eat sushi till I pop or eat some Wagyu beef until I die. Oh, if I could afford Wagyu beef, that, that all day, every day. <laughs> A lot of the food over there is just amazing, honestly. Food game in Japan is top notch. Yeah. Okay, last question. You could be a fly on the wall in any room in the world at any point in time. Where and when would you would that be? I feel like this can go south real fast. <laughs> I'm trying to think of a normal answer here. Mine would probably be something music related. Like uh, if I could be like in the recording studio when like the Beatles were recording like Abbey Road or something like that. Like that would be oh, pretty a historic cool. moment. Yeah. yeah. Something like that would be just kind of cool. Um, I mean, there's numerous, uh, you know, things I could pick from. So, yeah, I, I'm a massive history buff. So if I could just be in ancient Egypt or ancient Greece, either one, Oh, that would be awesome. Okay. Like I, I literally, <laughs> I ended up going to the Frost Museum in Miami just because they had a mummy exhibit. Like that's how big of a history buff I am. You know, it's um I like it. I like it. I think like anything like back like you were talking about like back in the day, like stuff like that, like I think that's would be interesting to to see. But I don't know. I actually was always interested to see like how pyramids were built. Yeah. So, you know, I'm going to stick with that. No No walls to sit on, but. (laughs) No walls, but. You you need those spacecrafting, you know, is what you're saying? You need to see see those? (laughs) (laughs) All right. (laughs) I think I'm gonna stick with that because I, I I can I'm thinking of other stuff at this moment. So, <laughs> you want to go see that moon landing? Oh yeah, on the on the on the waving flag. Yep. 
<laughs> yep, we're done. We're yeah. <laughs> good. That's a show. Uh, so this has a note to not speed read. So how quickly do you think I could get through this? Just to make Matthew upset. 30 seconds. Go. Before we wrap up, a big thank you to all of our Patreon subscribers. <laughs> if you want to support us. William Shatner can, over here. Yeah, yeah got the <laughs> reference. Uh, you can for as little as $1 a month. That gains you access to our amazing Discord. Links for that will be in the show notes. Make sure you are supporting our BTW Network streamers. Lyle's Jeff 3. Do you prefer 111 or 3? Honestly, I don't think I've ever actually asked you this. I don't care. No, no, no. We need this. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's the third, Lyle's actually. Jeff 3. Third. 3 is fine. I, I usually don't do 111. Or it's actually like I, 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 because it's Roman numerals. But, okay. uh,. You can say three or the third is usually the way I say it. Jeff the third. I like it. It's more regal. Instinct Leader Spark. Confession. Kyle Throws. Evan77713. Mythical Hitch. King Alexander. And Gracie on Twitch. All of their links will be in our show notes as well as on our amazing website. Thank you to all of our Coaches Corner supporters. Thanks, friend. Moshpit37. Uncle Stud 50 Shoestar. Herm13. The Moustached Golem. The Soup Nasty. Ryan Hood. Sui and Ryan, Shade, Rogue King 11, Graves and Slim Sadie, our BTW Legends, Thanks Obama, E110, Day 49 Raptor, King Tom, GBL Luke 22, Clifford Mert, Zimbo Hannon, and Soren Roses, our Discord admins, Reyes 683, Fish on a Heater, and Lyle's Jeff the Third. For more exciting content, you can find us live on Twitch at least twice a week at twitch.tv slash BTWPVP. Uh, where we do stream, like I said, at least twice a week. You can also check out our YouTube channel, BTWPVP Official, where Matthew will post videos one day. <laughs> uh, be sure to follow us on Twitter at BTWPVP Podcast. You can email us at info at BTWPVP. Links for our merch, our Patreon, our friends over at the Roundtable Chadock. We'll all of you available in our show notes as well as on our fantastic website. But seriously, if becoming a Patreon is not your thing, you can help the show out in so many other ways. Simply give us a review, tell your friends about us, and it does mean so much to us. And finally, I want to thank you for listening to the BTW Beginner to Winner PvP podcast. I'm Wildcat Dad 17. I'm Soren Roses. And I'm Dino. And I'm Lyle Jeffs. And until next time, good luck and get good. Totally almost didn't hit the outro music because I forgot I was the one leading tonight. (laughs) Well done. Makes sense. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.